Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, let's go, Stinking Genius. Go, big boy. Let's go. Let's go. You ready? You good to go? Let me tell you something. I was good to go like at noon today, Eastern time. I was taking a nap today. (laughs) What was so funny about I'm taking a nap today. I wake up. You know, you're a little groggy when you wake up from your nap. Sure. And And I'm scrolling my phone. And something comes across like within 30 seconds. It was, says breaking news. It says Colin Kaepernick signs with the Cleveland Browns. And I, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It, it says breaking I news. I saw the fake report, yes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, can you get out of here? This is going to be – and he'll play the first six to eight games. And, oh, my God, get me out of bed. And, and before I could even get out of bed, it, it's like from the sports troll or something like that. And, <laughs> And I and I'm like, how come nobody's talking about this? I, this is not nobody big news or something. That was unbelievable. Jeez. Apparently, here on Fox Sports Radio, we're too busy trying to find a home for Jimmy Garoppolo. My goodness, people. Wow. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, every show I listen to, it's like, where should Jimmy Garoppolo go? It's like the Bay Area is taking over. But I saw the same thing, and I'm not gonna lie. 
I did a double take because, <laughs> right, part of it kind of made a little bit of sense. What it did. I, I, yes, everyone was like yes. Cleveland probably doesn't have a ton of confidence in Jacoby Brissett. I mean, you were right on the six games last week. Uh, I don't want I don't want your late mother who apparently finds out things we talk about on Thursday after the show getting after me on Twitter like she did this week. Oh, my gosh, Arnie. But I feel like in the end I'm going to end up being right because the NFL is going to get what they want. So you're not looking at a situation, I think, where Cleveland is confident that he's going to be playing by week seven or, hell, even maybe week eight, nine, maybe even the season. So – it made sense that something like that could happen because they haven't been linked to Jimmy Garoppolo, even when everyone, everyone tries to tie him to it. There, there's no other quarterback rumors that are out there. And I thought when I saw that, huh, that would make some sense. But I, I knew it was fake because it made too much sense. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah, but because nobody was saying it. I'm like, could somebody say something, please. Somebody just say it's the worst. It's the best. This is great. This is horrible. So I could, I could jump on it. I don't want to be the first. You know, it's like going to a, a party and you want to be the first to eat. So you want somebody else to go ahead and dig on in. And nobody was digging on in. So I just tell and then I go like, oh, it's from the sports yeah, troll. So the sports it was bad. Troll. By the way, did you see Colin, uh, our, our old buddy, Colin Coward, pick in the uh, Miami Dolphins to go to the AFC Championship, huh? I, I think you missed the sarcasm on that tweet because... Oh, he was kidding? He was kidding around? I'm, I'm pretty sure that that was more about the goofiness of social media and how we read. I mean, did you actually read the whole tweet? No, I, well, I just stopped at that part. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I retweeted it. I, I was like, all excited. I'm like, Oh, obviously he listens to us. He, he picked Miami obviously. and Las Vegas. I, I thought he was uh, pumped up, you know? Well, um, I, I, let me, let me go ahead. Just, I don't get the... sarcasm very well sometimes. You well, know? And, and to be fair, I got your back on this one. To be fair, sometimes it doesn't always come across all that well on Twitter. Sometimes you have have to go back in and explain it but uh he did write based solely on five to six days of practice videos i've seen oh, it's raiders versus part. dolphins in the afc championship rams versus eagles in the nfc championship the cowboys trayvon Diggs will get burned for 27 touchdowns although none will come against daniel jones who will complete 24 percent of his throws no i i didn't i stopped just when it said dolphins right <laughs> right i think there was as soon i knew you did as soon yes, as you I saw did. that i was oh, cracking I'm, up i'm retweeting it i'm <laughs> Answering him like I still until you just told me right now I would have no idea you know well and, and in fairness I mean Colin's point's pretty dead on you know what was taken over social media you know a couple weeks ago it was a Baker Mayfield bad throw right uh, and then a day after that it was Trayvon Diggs getting burned at Cowboys camp by Ceedee Lamb then the next day it's Chad Johnson who by the way uh, Devonte Adams came out today and was like yeah um, that wasn't meant to go out on social media so I. I don't think I'll be sending Chad Ochocinco any more videos, but it's him burning Nate Hobbs. And then the other day, there's a really bad throw by Daniel Jones. So it's it's wild what ends up getting viral from practices. And then everyone just falls for it. Like it's the only thing that happened in that practice. Well, I saw Baker throwing an interception at practice. Obviously, Sam Darnold's going to win the job. You're like, well, that was one mistake. I think what, everybody makes a mistake at practice. What I'm surprised about is a story that's actually out there that's a real story. That Are you sure saying? about this one? I'm, I'm pretty sure. About okay, this we'll one. bring it. Let's let's. It's see. actually a real story, but nobody's <laughs> really making a big deal. Matthew Stafford with his elbow, yeah. and 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 the coach saying, "Well, we're you know we're, we're trying to figure out what this. Is. We've never seen anything like this or something like that." I'm like, 
What, what, what do you mean? What, do you, what are you all, all perplexed about it? You know, my goodness, if, if it's like the first time you're seeing this injury um, ever in, in sports, we're in big trouble here. You got some problems there, you know? Well, the cool thing about tonight's show is I feel like in reality, that's the biggest story that's going on in the NFL right now, outside yeah. of waiting for Deshaun Watson. And the, and the, uh, and, and, and the uh, Mets uh, clinching the division. I, I said football, but we can get to your Mets a little bit later on if oh, you'd like. Oh, yes, we will. Yes, um, we will. I, I'm sure we will. You're suddenly yes, a baseball will. fan again. But yes. it's <laughs> you, you, you never wanted to talk about them three weeks ago, and suddenly I didn't want to talk about out. them for 10 years. So right, what do you exactly. want from me? Yeah. But, but here we go. But I feel like the Matt Stafford injury, we're talking about the defending Super Bowl champs, and there seems to be some mystery around an injury that it, – and it's always a, a, a thing to me that jumps out, Arnie – is it's always it's always an issue when you have to go to other sports. Right. So, for instance, it, whenever you're a quarterback and you got to go to baseball trainers, athletic trainers, to try to figure out what's going on with this arm injury, that's a major issue to me. Now, yeah. everyone downplays it, and you get the, the, the camp highlight of him throwing a bomb. Uh, oh, look, he's going to be okay, but – uh, I'm with you. We've got this covered from every angle tonight. We'll talk the Vegas angle with Todd Furman in hour number two. And Matt Verderam's coming up here in just a bit to see if if you're right, because I feel like you are. I think this is a much bigger issue than, being, than is being let on right now. Everyone says, oh, he'll be fine by, what what is it, September 11th when the opening game is. And that's great. But in the meantime, it doesn't seem very promising. You know, Matt Stafford isn't a second or third year guy. I mean, this is this is a dude who, yes, he just won a Super Bowl. But he's also 34 years old, and that's right. I, I don't care what Tom Brady is doing. That's still a little bit seasoned for an NFL guy. This isn't his first campaign. He's been in the league since 2009. So anytime you start hearing about UCL and you start hearing about those types of injuries, I don't know about you, Arnie, that raises a major red flag. It cost Ben Roethlisberger an entire season just a couple years ago. Well, two major red flags. One, the injury. Two, uh, where the coach is saying, well, we're trying to figure out yeah. um, because we've really never seen this before. That, can you imagine you're laying in the, in the hospital and the doctor comes in and he goes, oh, we've never seen this before. I'm, I'm like, oh, well, that's going to be great. That's fantastic. You've seen everything. And now you, you're not seeing this. I, I don't think this is going to be a quick fix. We'll, we'll see. Maybe he'll be fine with, with a little bit of rest. Plus, what has he been doing in the off season? Has he been pitching for baseball or something like that? I, I, I don't know. Has, has he been playing football in the USFL? I got to imagine that he's been resting his arm all this time and it's still not healthy. And I don't know. It seems like it's worse. So I, someone want to explain that one to me also, you know? Well, here's what uh, Sean McVay said when talking about Matt Stafford's injury. And again, as you mentioned, some unknown around it, but he he's still trying to give it a go and the Rams are managing it. You know, wanted to try to have him operate in as little as pain as possible. I, I think any time that you've played as long and are as tough as he is, um, I don't know if you're ever truly pain-free, but the goal would be for September 8th and really looking towards 17 games and then hopefully some, some games after that if we earn that opportunity. That's kind of the perspective and the big picture approach that we want to be able to take. I don't know that I would feel as comfortable taking that approach if it wasn't for the experience that he's accumulated and knowing how intentional he is about staying up to speed with his mental um, and his physical work that he can do in the absence of some of the stuff in the team settings. Yeah, and then, of course, Arnie, you talked about one of the, I guess you could say, more more telling quotes, and it was this yeah. whenever McVay talked about the pain. 
it's a little bit abnormal for a quarterback. You know, some of this stuff is, is things that, you know, MLB pitchers deal with. And so it is something that, you know, we're kind of learning about on the fly and, and his feedback and really trying to just figure out, okay, how do we get the best plan in place to try to minimize some of the things that he was having to push through while also giving him the confidence that, hey, I can really just, you know, let it go, not have to worry about it, play to the best of my ability. And this is the, the plan that we feel best about. But it is something that, you know, I've never navigated through as a coach with a quarterback. You know, you've had little elbow things here and there, but this is something that we want to, you know, be as smart as possible. And, and it's it's taken a big team to try to do that. Hmm. <laughs> I'm learning on the fly and I've never navigated through this. So uh, all your years of being a football coach and being around football, you've never, ever seen this. Never, ever, ever, ever have you seen this in the in football. So I got to assume that, you know, since you've never seen it in all your years of being coaching football, something's pretty serious out there, you know? Yeah, it seems to be pretty problematic, right? And I don't think he's going to play. I mean, Sean McVay is one of the first guys that shut everyone down in the exhibition season, right? So we wouldn't see him, nor will we see him in the exhibition season. So it's truly, we're going to find out, I think I said September 11th, that's the first full Sunday. We'll find out September 8th when the Rams and Bills open it up just how mm. healthy he is, though I'm sure there'll be a lot leading up to it. I, that's got to be tough for futures betters, right? If, if you're someone that really banks on win totals or you love over-unders or you love the individual prop bets, Arnie, when you start hearing about an injury like this, it, you, you talked about raising red flags. I mean, hell, alarms oh, yeah. are going off like crazy in my mind. I'm taking the under now. I'm jumping on the under. Seriously, I was high on the Rams this year. I, I can't be high on the Rams when I know that their quarterback is walking around with something so wrong with his arm that they've never seen this before in their entire lives and just trying to navigate through this. I can't take that team. Well, but then again, you know if he's right, which is a little bit concerning here even if you take the opposite approach, right? And let's say you're going to be negative Nancy and go on the under. You know that if he's right, though, and they're able to rest him and he's fine, then that's probably a team that's going to be right there in that mix in the NFC West. Hell, they probably, might be yeah. regardless. What are we, negative Nancy? Well, I'm going to be positive Pete? Your quarterback's got limp arm? What do you want me to, How am I going to be positive about that? Well, you're the one that said limp arm. That's not what anyone else has said. Everyone else has just said it's an issue that he's dealing with. So. With his elbow, too, right? You want to bury him right now in the preseason? You go for it. The great part about that, you burying him, is you'll forget that you buried him in two weeks. And so then that way you'll be able to say, I told you this wasn't a big deal just like you trying to get out of being Owen one on your picks right now what well, why yeah, are you trying to shed this whole cocksure mindset that you have that, oh i'm gonna be perfect and i'm gonna hit over 60 percent, and you blow your first pick because i texted you before the game telling you that jacksonville was gonna seed all these people down and you're like, you can't change your pick now you can't, you can't change the line yeah of course you can when you're getting late information and then you gave me bogus information what was my bogus to, information you said that the raiders will have a bigger list than that sitting out which they did true. yeah jacob's play like the whole game it seemed like Jacobs like played a, two series. Like it was a Arnie. playoff game going on for crying out loud. Jacobs played two series. Let's let's <laughs> no, fuck the hell out of me. It seemed like it was at least three quarters. It well, seemed like that. The way that people are acting right now, it was yeah. the greatest penalty that's ever been given to a starting running back. And now some of those dopes are trying to say he's going to be traded. Be smart, people. He's not getting traded. He's not on the trade block. You know, go I back and watch that. the Patriots. You understand that the. They play their running backs in the preseason. They always have. I, I did think that. I thought that they were going ahead and, you know, uh, showcasing him so they can go ahead and trade him because there was, what, where did we find out? Where, where was it written that he was, may not even make the team or something like that, right? 
IamDumb.com is probably where <laughs> it was written that he might not make the team. Well, Are well, you, you serious? Well, they were going to trade him, and I thought no. that they were showcasing him. I guess I'm wrong on that. Well, I, again, if you can send me the article of where I'll find uh, it. I will heading find into it. the game, there was any talk of Josh Jacobs being traded, then I'll gladly say I'm wrong. But for someone who lives, eats, and breathes Raiders information, yeah, I was shocked to see him play. But then every single other running back on their roster carried the ball, well, including so, so, their top pigs, uh, uh, Zeus White, who uh, carried it for a majority of the second half of the game. I wanted to change my pick, and you, you know, you wouldn't. You weren't going to change it to the Raiders, though. You just weren't going to pick the game. Yeah, I mean, so the, you know, I didn't think we should just start fresh. I got like, right, see, I got like uh, eight games for this weekend, so. I'm ready to roll. Arnie, uh, uh, you, no, 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 no. We're not letting Arnie out of this. No, and I'm, it's not. You're 0-1. Dude. I'm efforting the Take audio from last week, too. You said these games are easy. easy yeah, no, I said the preseason is the free season. But <laughs> yeah. You can't hold me for games I'm picking today for next Sunday. I When I put them out oh, on Twitter. Oh, like, my God. No, listen to me. Listen to me. When I, when I put them out on Twitter the day of the game, that's got to be the official line. Yeah, You can't hold me for something that's going to be like six days from now so I find out that uh, the Patriots are going to play their starters for for three quarters. That's not fair. I, you can't do that. To okay, me. hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I say know, this, go and then we're going oh, to break because uh, I'm about to fly to wherever you me are too. right now. Yeah, it's like in the face. someone talks. You so literally much trash. just nullified your entire segment <laughs> with your picks. You pick games that are literally seven days away from when you make your picks, and you want credit for them. Now, all of a sudden, because what you picked didn't work, it doesn't we'll make sense. It, it doesn't matter. You I think to, we need to disband the pick segment. I, I think, don't think we do. We could change yeah. it to something else. You got to, you got to give me, you got to give me a little a caveat where, like, if I, uh, Tom Brady, no, there's no caveat. Leg, no I, I, I got to be able to not take that. Hey, 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 that. Tom Brady. You know what? We're going to give you a caveat because you didn't win, but you're 44. We're going to give you a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, win. you get away. That's literally what you said. <laughs> then, then uh, it's. Uh, do we all agree? Then pick segments canceled in no, the show. No, no, let's I take I a vote. Eight, I got eight picks. I'm all ready to roll. I'm ready. But no, we can mess them through. hate you, Arnie. You sit here and and you and you build all towards it and you tell everyone how smart you are and then you want to change everything midweek. I don't I, I don't have a problem with it, but I hate giving fans fake information on a Sunday. Uh, so let's just disband the segment. This, this is who I'm going to take and look on my Twitter to see the adjustments on the lines. There's no adjustments. adjustments. You can't adjust. Okay, Your wife oh, is going to find an adjustment like in a, a younger man. How about that? So, but suppose I find out there's like a major storm coming brewing uh, for a game on Friday. Well, then I want to take the under for something like that. That's you know? funny because he never bets over unders. All right. Yeah. When we come back, <laughs> let's talk to Matt Verderam. Let's go in depth on the Matt Stafford injury and the appeal of the six-game suspension by the NFL. It's all around the corner here on a Fox Sports Sunday. I'm old. Gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pete just hit it on the head. Apparently, Arnie's picks are once again for entertainment purposes only. Otherwise, keep up the good work, Arnie. That's from wow. Pete and San wow. on Twitter. <laughs> wow. Best, best way to follow the show on Twitter. It's Stinking Genius One. I'm at Plank Show. Everybody give us a follow at Fox Sports Radio. Our man Dan Beyer is in tonight. He'll have an update coming up in about 10 minutes from now. Bobo on the wheels of steel. Danny G hooking up with uh, hooking us up with great guests like our man Matt Verderam, who joins us from Fan Sided. All right, Matt, uh, concern level, high, low for Matt Stafford's injury. Where do you fall? I would say if I had to go one to 10, probably like five. Look, if, if he's not going to throw any meaningful throws, you know, I'm talking preseason or even some live drills or as live as he gets for quarterbacks in camp, um, he's not going to throw to week one, and he's got an injection for this, and they're managing it, but it, it might go away. It might be fine. At the same point, yeah, I think it's worth monitoring. I think it's worth like, okay, where is this come week four, week eight? I, I think that's more of the concern is, is this become manageable as the workload increases? You know, Matt, it's not only the injury, but what the coach has to say when he says they're learning on the fly, they've never had to navigate through an injury like this before, makes it sound like, uh, you know, this is going to be a little bit more longer term than short term if they've never seen this before. Well, it makes you wonder exactly how confident are they that he can go a full season. I mean, is this, is this going to be an injury where they're going to have to pick their spots a couple times throughout the season and say, look, either he's not going to throw the ball much in this game or we're just not going to play him in this game. You know, it's a game where you play Seattle, and maybe they feel like, look, we can win this game in the back of quarterback. You know, do, they, do they go that route? Um, it's August. Maybe they don't have to. Maybe that doesn't end up being the case. But you do wonder, you know, whatever your coach says, yeah, this is an abnormal pain for a quarterback's elbow, that's not ideal. I mean, we're not even to August 10th yet. So you also wonder, too, with Stafford, he, he has never played past the wild card weekend. He just played all the way through the Super Bowl for a ton of passes last year. He has a ton of mileage on his arm from Detroit. How concerning is it? I think it's at least worth watching, and it might even be a little bit more concerning than that. We're hanging out with Matt Verderam from Fan Sided. All right, so we all lose our minds over highlights and get angry about them when they don't look our way. But 
you know, you've been all over Chiefs camp following what's going on with the post-Tyree Kill era. There's been some positive buzz about the receivers. Orlando Brown is back working. Uh, what has been kind of the, the post-Tyreek vibe around Kansas City camp? Seems like it's been pretty, uh, pretty tame, pretty quiet. You know, it, it's a weird thing to say because Tyreek Hill, in my opinion, is at least a top five receiver in the league, and he's probably the most explosive weapon in football. But I think there's a general feeling of they're going to miss his explosiveness. But overall, they're probably going to have about the same output offensively. Now, maybe that doesn't end up being the case. Maybe they end up overestimating how much these guys were coming in, like Juju Smith-Schuster, Marcus Valdez-Scaling, their, their second-round pick, Sky Moore, who they love right now, who's actually had a great camp. Um, maybe those guys don't end up being able to fill that void on those big money downs, and they've got to have it. Um, but I, I think overall, I think the key season is going to be more determined by their defense, where they have a lot of young kids starting, and guys who are coming in and playing much bigger roles in their second and third years. I think that really is going to determine it more than their offense. I think the offense will score plenty. It's going to be more about, hey, look, what about guys like George Karloftis and Trent McDuffie, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, guys like that who are either rookies or who are stepping into much larger roles. Are you picking Kansas City to win the AFC West? And if not Kansas City, who would you pick then? I am for one reason. I believe when things are close, and I think that division is obviously very competitive, who is the best coach and who is the best quarterback? And they check off both boxes. So I will pick them. If I have to pick a team I think will challenge them the most, it would be the Chargers. Now, here's the thing we all know with the Chargers. Two things are true. They are very talented. They never win a big game. <laughs> At some point, you've got to win those games. I mean, look, last year, you know, people remember the game they lost to the Raiders, which was a classic game. The Raiders were at least a good football team. What people forget is two weeks, I believe it was two weeks prior to that, they lost to the Texans, who were missing 25 guys with COVID, and they gave up like 43 points in the game. That's the game that kept them out of the playoffs. Look, the Chargers, to me, I think the Chargers, the top end of the roster, is more talented than Kansas City's. The question I have with the Chargers is, A, a lot of those guys have an injury history, and then B, again, when they play the big game, not some game in September, when they play a big game in November, a big game in December. Do they win it? Do they beat Kansas City in that spot? Do they go to Denver and win that game? If they can do it, maybe they win the division. I like to Chiefs by a game. Um, I think that division is going to get three playoff teams, though. Whereas your uh, hold-ins are quite hilarious to me, but I understand that the CBA didn't want holdouts, but you have guys that'll show up and then maybe they'll do individual drills. Uh, didn't really work out for Cream Hunt right now, but it all, I mean, this is one of those few times where a team's like, "Hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna trade you, and we're not giving you a new deal right now." Well, if you're Cleveland, like, why would you trade him? You know, yeah. you're probably gonna have to rely on your running game. I mean, even more than they normally do. You know with Deshaun Watson, he's probably a minimum out for six weeks. He very well might be out longer than that. Might even miss the whole season, depending on how this this, this arbiter hearing goes with, with Harvey and the NFL. But if you're them, look, you know Nick Chubb is phenomenal. You also would like to lighten his load a little bit. He's been banged up at times the last couple of years. So why would you trade who I think, from a football perspective, is probably the best second back in the league? Why would you trade him? You have him on a palatable deal. He's got one year left, and he's a running back with one year left on his contract. You're not going to get a ton for him. If they traded him, they would get a late day three pick. So if I'm the Browns, I'm not trading you. 
I mean, realistically, what is Kareem Hunt going to do? He's not going anywhere. He's not going to sit out and miss money, right? He's not going to miss paychecks. So I think a lot of times, you know, there's always this thought that the players have all this leverage with this stuff. They really don't. If the teams really just don't want to do something, they're not going to do it. And eventually in the NFL, with the way contracts are and the, and the short lifespan of players, they're going to play. Hey, down in Carolina, they said they're going to give you a starter after the New England game on August 19th. I, first of all, I'll take them in the, in the preseason game. Obviously, they're going to try. Who's that starter going to be, Mayfield or Darnold? Yeah, I can give you their starter right now. It's going to be Baker Mayfield. Okay. I can, I, we can break news here right now. Frankie's <laughs> going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, you can lock it down. I, That's I a short that, time, though. That's only 12 days from now. So I think short they time. know. I, I, you know. You know what? Like, I get it. If you're Matt Rule, you want to sit there and, and promote competition for the whole team. And right, Sam Darnold right, was right. there last year, and you don't want to just say, hey, the new guy's got the job. Like, I understand all that. Right, right. But that is, that is coach speak to the hilt. Okay. Everybody in that room knows that Sam Darnold went 3-0 last year, and then they finished the season 2-12. and They also know that they traded for Baker Mayfield. Say what you want about Baker. Baker is Joe Montana compared to Sam Darnold. <laughs> so he's going to start. And the other part of this, too, let's be real. If Carolina doesn't win this year, there's a good chance there's going to be a lot of changes. They have to win. They have to win games. They can't afford to, to screw around. That's why they traded for Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, Mayfield's going to start unless he gets hurt, and that's going to set up one of the more fascinating Week One matchups we've seen oh. in a long time. They play Cleveland. That's going to be great. Can't wait. All right, buddy. Hey, Matt, we appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again uh, next week. Have a thanks, great start Matt. to the preseason. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Take care, Matt Verderam. Fan sided. Go read his article first thing tomorrow morning, ladies and gentlemen. What a tweet, a treat tonight. We have the legend Dan Byer yeah. sitting in. To get us caught up on everything going on in the world of sports. What's up, Dan? Guys, I, I, that Panthers-Browns game is going to be amazing, especially if Colin Kaepernick starts for Cleveland, That's right, Arnie? Like, Arnie? I mean, like that would – you talk about you talk about double your fun with that oh, one. They got me on that one. Oh. I got fooled on that. Uh, hey, it happens to the best of us. Uh, oh, speaking, yes, it does. Speaking of the best, Jacob deGrom may be the best at what he does. Now the 2-2 pitch. Swung on and missed strike three. Climb the ladder at 100 miles an hour for his 12th strikeout. The guy missed an entire year on the Mets radio network. Struck out 12 today at five and two thirds. Mets dropped the Braves by a score of five to two. Dodgers blanked the Padres four nothing for their eighth win in a row. Giants won in Oakland six four. Mariners doubled up the Angels six to three. Cardinals have won seven straight. Nolan Arenado its 22nd home run of the season. Knocked in fours. The Cardinals outscored the Yankees today 12 nine. St. Louis now two up on Milwaukee in the NL Central after the Reds dropped the Brew Crew four two and ten. And the Blue Jays and controversial fashion edged the twins 3-2 in 10 innings kevin harvick snapped a 65 race drought with a victory at michigan international speedway the sixth time in his career he's won at the track 20 year old south korean tom kim won the Wyndham championship on the pga tour with a final round 61 in greensboro kim the second youngest player to win on tour since world war ii only jordan spieth was younger when he won the john deere classic in 2013 as a 19 year old finally guys bears wide receiver Nikhil harry suffered a high ankle sprain in training camp yesterday and will need to see a specialist, according to the NFL Network, who also reports there is no clear trade partner for 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh. Back to you guys. Oh, look Hasn't stopped everyone from talking about how no. quickly he needs to <laughs> it hasn't. be dealt. I mean, I was listening to uh, my man John Middlecoff and apparently, my, my great podcast, Serene, out on the, on the uh, gosh, what's uh, the volume on College yes. Podcast Network. I guess Jimmy Garoppolo had the greatest throwing set 
recession on the side that we've ever seen in the history of the NFL. <laughs> are, are you Bay Area guys on the payroll of the Niners on something? If, if Jimmy Garoppolo ends up getting traded, do you get a cut of the deal or something? Oh, my gosh. I've never you, seen such open shilling for a guy to get traded in my life. You know, I used to think that trading Jimmy Garoppolo a long time ago would bring him like two number one picks, and Willard's <laughs> like, are you insane? And I go, just by the position alone, you should get at least yeah. the number one pick. Here you have a quarterback that's been to the Super Bowl and almost got back there and you can't even get a like a third round pick for the guy it's disgusting you know a couple of uh, notes arnie as a gm would have given ryan fitzpatrick a lifetime contract after week <laughs> three with the buccaneers a few years ago and he would have traded two first round picks for for jimmy g hey you know the one thing though that is i feel like garoppolo's an upgrade over a handful of guys i I mean, I'd much rather take him than what Seattle has, no offense, Dan Byer, than what Seattle has going into the season with, uh, gosh, Drew Locke and Geno Smith. And I, I, I like Jameis Winston a lot, but he's still coming back from an injury, so I'd probably take Jimmy G over him. I mean, there's, I might take Jimmy G over Zach Wilson. You know, I, I don't know, but it, it seems as if, according to a report tonight, Arnie, that they're not close to a move. Uh, the 49ers haven't found any clear trade partners, as Dan is that, Byer just Is that because they're out. asking too much, or is it just because nobody wants them, you know, even if they have to give up, like, a sixth-round pick? I, $25 million dollars yeah. is the problem. Yeah, here. that's it, the 25 mil. And, and the fact that nobody figured that out until, like, two weeks ago is still hilarious to me right now. But they're hoping another team decides to pursue an upgrade or, you know, you, you hate – no one's rooting for an injury – but you know if something happened to a, a Derek Carr or a Russell Wilson in Denver or, gosh, I don't know, maybe a Justin Fields up in Chicago or Daniel Jones in New York. I'm kind of – you had brought up last week the Giants and it had my mind wondering all week long. But it's just – it doesn't appear as if anyone's kind of jumped up and said, hey, we want him. And, and honestly, you know, the deadline to cut down to 53, Arnie, it's not until August 30th. So – I mean, it's what is today, August seventh. So they're in no rush. They've got well, three weeks right now if they if they feel like it. And it's harder to trade him when. Am I reading all these reports, or again, am I making this stuff up? That Trey Lance is like the worst quarterback in the history of sports, uh, based in this last week or two. Am I is that is that the report? One bad throw <laughs> after another. Oh my goodness, another bad throw. He's just I, not ready. Like know? I told you, I think I followed too many Bay Area guys because I think I saw the one throw that he had that was incredible. But you, you know, we were talking about. The Matt Stafford injury, and we're going to talk about it a lot here tonight on Fox Sports Radio. But, I mean, what was the early reports? I mean, I, I saw everyone was all over disputing it. Oh, he's got a tired arm, and everyone comes out and is like, no, 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 that's not the case. Then it becomes, he's had incredible workouts, and he looks like he's already got a mid-season type of connection with Brandon Ayuk, and then two <laughs> days later, it's he can't even connect with Brandon Ayuk. So, I, I mean, I don't know what's going on, Arnie. Maybe I'm reading too much, but you're right. It seems as if there's a constant barrage of mixed messages with how things are looking for Trey Lance. But I, I think San Francisco, unless Trey Lance gets hurt, with everything they gave up to go up and get him, you can't fall back to Jimmy G, can you? Who? who what would you say the first part of that? I didn't hear you. If, if Trey Lance, even if he falls apart, even if he's terrible, uh, you can't fall back to Jimmy G. Oh. Yes, you can. He's on the ro- If he's on the roster, absolutely you can. You think I'm going to go ahead and go, well, what's it going to take, 0-2 and, and him looking bad, 0-3 and, and him looking bad, 0-4 and, and him looking bad? I'm going to let this whole season go down the drain because I have a guy on my roster that took me to a Super Bowl and I don't want to put him back in? Yeah, I think I'll put him back in. Yeah, I, yeah I'll go ahead and play him, yeah.
Even with what you gave up to go get Trey Lance, Absolutely. you'd be ready to pull the plug yeah, on that? Well, not going to pull the plug. Maybe I have to give him more than one year. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. Arnie, you would be murdering them if they had I to know. give him more I than know. one year. Gosh, I, yeah, that's for sure. But, uh, again, it, it sucks for San Francisco on one front because two teams that would be great landing spots are in your division. And – I don't know if you want to be working with the Rams or if you want to be working with Seattle right now to try to find a spot for him, right? I mean, Seattle's got Geno Lewis. I almost said Geno Lewis. Geno Smith and, <laughs> and, and, and Drew Locke battling for the starting job. And, you know, it, it's, it's a mess with the elbow injury that's unknown right now for what Matt you, Stafford. What are you, how are you supposed to feel like if you're a Seattle fan coming into the year just knowing that your team is going to stink um, and probably it's the worst team in the NFL? How do you feel right now about that? You know. Well, I mean, are, are you just trying to, to lull Dan into a conversation oh, here I, or I what? Know. No, I'm just I what, feel what bad for Dan Byer. You know? well, I, that, right, well, but again, no one should feel bad for you because your team, despite all the greatness it's shown over the last decade, is going to the Super Bowl <laughs> this year, right? That's 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 exactly. Yeah, no one should oh, feel wow. hard. He's going to the Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter, but he's going to be feeling bad for you, Dan, because you've got Geno Smith and Drew hey, Locke going If you're going to stink, you might as well stink, you know, full force. That, that Going straight ahead. That's actually the other part about the Garoppolo deal, just quickly, is mm-hmm. if you bring them in, how much better are you actually as a team? I mean, are, you know, are they a playoff team with Jimmy Garoppolo? No, they're not. Exactly. Yeah, so what? So. what's the point? Yeah. No, they're they're fighting it out for that number one draft pick. That's what they're fighting yeah. it out for right now. Yeah, exactly. Right. When we come back, let's hit the early results on Twitter at Stinking Genius One at Plank Show at Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer is in tonight with Danny G and Bobo. Todd Furman coming up in hour two right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dude, uh, listen, there's not many times I get shook on the air, but we just had a story that broke here in college football that involves one of my great friends and a longtime Oklahoma assistant. Are you seeing this? I just this? read that. Yeah, I just yeah. read that. I didn't. I, I was trying to read the whole thing while we were at the break there, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand what's going on here. You, you obviously know a lot better than I do. Yeah, I was just um, – so Cale Gundy, 
longtime quarterback at Oklahoma. He's been on staff since 1999. So he is not only the longest tenured coach on the staff, but he was also a really an incredible player. And in, in the Gundy name is synonymous with football in Oklahoma. His brother Mike's the head coach at Oklahoma State and was longtime quarterback there. Uh, he resigned tonight. Right. As the wide receivers coach, uh, he said, and, and here's the quote, last week during a film session, I instructed players to take notes. I noticed a player was distracted. I picked up his iPad and read aloud the words that were written on his screen. The words displayed had nothing to do with football. One particular word I should never under any circumstance have uttered was displayed on the screen. In the moment, I did not even realize what I was reading, and as soon as I did, I was horrified. I want to be very clear. The word I read aloud for the screen were not my words. What I said was not malicious. It wasn't even intentional. Still, I'm mature enough to know that the word I said was shameful and hurtful, no matter my intentions. So it's a, a very lengthy statement. Uh, the OU football Twitter account has retweeted it, but man, just... Shocking I don't know why you had tonight. to step on down for that. I mean, there's one thing if you're if it's the word I'm thinking, right? Um, it's one thing to just go ahead and say it. It's another thing to um, just grab somebody's iPad and start reading off the iPad that words aren't yours when he even mean to probably say it. Um, I'm really still not sure what's going on here. To be honest with you, this story is very fresh. Yeah, uh, it's just breaking, and I won't turn this into my local show. Um, but I will say that this is going to be a very interesting story. Brent Venables released a, a statement tonight. I think that, you know, everyone, I, I started doing sidelines and beyond just football. I'm, I'm the softball guy at Oklahoma. And since 2011, I've been on the sidelines. I've been doing softball since 2016. And Arnie, no one would be reaching out to me more during the softball season than Kale Gundy. He's a huge softball fan. He was a huge supporter. Still will be of the university, but just right. his son I, went there and coached there. His daughter went there. I mean, it's a it's a family thing. So this is just apologies for being a little shook, but this is a shocking story coming out of Norman I, here tonight. I thought what happened was he was reading something right off the iPad and it was somebody's private information, perhaps medical, and that he shouldn't have been giving out or yeah. something like that. Or um, I got my girlfriend pregnant or, or some private information. And um, that's why he was stepping on down. I'm, I, I'm, look, I don't know what was said, but obviously it, it shook him to the core. So uh, a breaking story in college football tonight. And I got to tell you something. Uh, I, I'm more shocked than when Lincoln Riley left right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is this is Mr. OU. You know, this is a guy that's been here for, do math, let's see, 99 to 20, carry the one, you know, 24, 25 years, years yeah. on the coaching staff. Oh, 23, thank you. 23, uh, there you just, go. Just a shocking, a shocking story here tonight. So no real way to transition, but let's hit some of your – Let's get the JP right off the text. bat. He, kind of, he, he makes – he sounds exactly you, right. You don't want to get to your, your girlfriend on Twitter that's not listening because apparently we're mean to you? Which What's her deal? That? I don't Who's know. I that? blocked her. I was tired of her. You have somebody that literally, Arnie, I, justice to all. But oh, apparently, I see that. Apparently, I'm not included in that justice, Arnie, because if anyone says anything bad about you, they get in trouble. So I'm not dealing with that negativity tonight. She's blocked. But JP <laughs> is not. <laughs> By the way, I want to make this very clear, and I and I think that uh, I think that Daryl can attest to it more than anyone. Usually, I block people for like two hours, and I get bored with it, and I unblock them. But JP writes. 
Tonight's show sounds a lot like your shows during last year's preseason. Remember when Arnie was talking up Jacksonville and going on and on about a quarterback with a noodle arm? At that time, it was Dak. Yeah, in fact, nobody remembers this, but Arnie's preseason picks were so bad that he just stopped picking the preseason last year and said none of it matters until we get to the regular season. Yeah, I was I was off to a really bad start. It, the COVID and everything, it was it just affected me. So um no, the COVID? Just, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This year's different. I as a matter of fact, I, I just added another team to my picks. I got nine picks for the first weekend. I'm ready to roll. Let's go. Some Let's of these go. by the way, j- just on a sidebar, because I yeah. went I now I'm not gonna pretend to know how this works but as i travel this week i'm going into two or three states that have legalized mobile wagering so am i able then when i get into these states if i want to go ahead and start that i i can yes but you got to cash it there but yes absolutely so in other words i can't if i make a future bet on say the raiders on an over under total and i do it when i'm in illinois in order to cash that bet i have to go back into illinois and have my phone You'll go back there for a hundred thou. Well, I mean, I, I, you obviously roll a little bit deeper than I do, but I'm, <laughs> I, I might be wagering just enough to get my gas money. But the, the whole thing that's interesting here is these massive line swings in these preseason games. I, I'll yes. give you a for instance. Like, I, you, you're all about if you think starters are going to start, and and to you, right, that's an indication that they'll play their players. They're going to smoke them. Well, what if the backups for the other team are better than the starters? Well, that, that, the that's why team? I love Charlotte right off the bat. Oh, do I love them? Oh, my Charlotte. Goodness. I mean, Carolina, excuse me. I, I love them. Absolutely love them. Well, it, 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 let's just start with the Giants, a team that came out today and said their starters will play. They opened up as a two-point underdog to the New yes. England Patriots. Yeah. As of, you know, as we approach the, the top of the hour, 11 p.m. Central time, they're Point and a half favorite. That's my first pick, the Giants. Oh, is it really? Now, I don't yes, want to give is. away too much here, yeah. but um, the Jets, here's here's another one. The yeah. Jets opened as a point and a half dog to the Eagles. They are now a three-point favorite yeah. in that game. Now, again, I want to be clear. I don't know if these opening lines were something that were set back in the summer or if no, they're going no. by when they first opened, what, like a week ago probably? No, right? it goes by the, the first one um... – after the last, after the last game is after the um, Las the, Vegas, the Raiders game. Okay, after the Raiders game. Well, you had mentioned the uh, the Carolina Panthers. That's one of the few odds that have kind of stayed the same. Like Washington yeah. opened up as a two point favorite, and now they're a three point favorite. Yeah, exactly against Carolina. But like the Bears have have added a point. They went from being a two and a half to a three and a half point favorite against the Chiefs. Look at Baltimore. They've kind of moved a little bit also. Lamar Jackson uh, not going to go ahead and be playing in that game too. Yeah, Lamar's out, but everyone kind of realizes how challenging it is to to prepare for that offense. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hour two, Let's Arnie go. Plank Let's on go. Fox Sports Sunday. We're I so do have an announcement up. to make to start this off. If you give oh me a yeah, go ahead. That's fine. Yeah. What it, your show? Well, it just it's, it's kind of important for me because I mean you have a golden mic, so I'm trying to I'm feel better about myself. I need to people to tweet me serious tweets only. I'm being serious about the serious tweets only. Um, coming up at the end of September, I think it's some Friday, September thirtieth. We have the Vermont Senior Olympics, and I'm and I'm trying to. Get a enough guys for a three-on-three basketball, and I can't find anybody in my age group of fifty-five to fifty-nine. So, and I have a, and if you finish in the top three, Chris, you get to go to nationals next year, and we have a pretty good chance of going to nationals because last year they only had two teams. So, I I just I I need if if you're in the fifty-five to fifty-nine year age group, please tweet me. And uh, I need uh, two more guys yep. to join my team. And you must be a sharpshooter because Arnie is a rebounder. No, no, I'm the yeah. shooter. I yeah. need a rebound. Right. You know, at this point, I just need anybody who can walk um, from 55 to 59. I'll do the rest, okay? Just as long as you can walk and stand straight. That seems I'll, I'll to be a rest. very specific age bracket. I mean, yeah. can it be 55 or older? Can it be like no, a 60-year-old? No, no. If you're 60 or over, but you, you have to play in the age group of your youngest player. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, heck, there's a, a, a team that's 80 to 84. Maybe you should try to get it on that team. You might have a better <laughs> chance. Can, can hey, you, and they only have, oh, I better watch out. Your your your, your justice yeah. for all on Twitter is going to get yeah. mad at me again. Well, I, well, look, top three teams get to go to nationals, and there was only two teams last year, so I feel pretty, <laughs> I so feel, pretty you, feel pretty confident that we'll be one of the teams. I, I I like the way that you're looking at. Maybe you could get it on a yeah. technicality. Isn't that how dodgeball? Isn't that kind of how they ended up in <laughs> Vegas? Didn't Peter LaFleur, was was he the rule? No, Peter wasn't the rules guy. Um, they had the rules guy that figured out that there was a technicality and they ended up getting to go to Vegas. So maybe you know that could I, be you. If we go to the Nationals, Gordon, which we will, and we win, I will be the best basketball player for my age group in the whole planet. How about that? I, I mean, I don't know how to put this to you, but there's several retired NBA stars in their mid-50s. Oh, I'd be better than them, please. Okay. At their um, age group? I don't think there's anybody over 55 that's better than me in this world. Th- oh, okay. Um, congratulations. Ex- well, what do you mean? That's a, you win a golden mic. We made a damn big deal about that. Well, you mentioned it once. I pointed out that it was basically the fans. I mean, Steve Kerr is 56. Oh, and you know I could dust him right now. You know he has a bad back. Okay. Bad um, hip. Uh, Michael Jordan is 59. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, Scotty Pippen. Can he still Pippen. play at all? You know, that's why you never see him uh, any videos of him playing, because he can't play. Well, I've seen videos of you playing. I, I just I, I don't yeah. really know where this confidence comes from. Scotty <laughs> Pippen is 56 right now. You better than Scotty? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Larry Bird's got the back issue, but he's, yeah, he's 65. Yeah, he's got a bad issue. I'll play physical ball if I have to. You know, Magic Johnson, 62. You know, Scalabrini challenges people, regular people around the Boston area, but he's a lot younger than I am, I think. Uh, how old is Brian? I think Brian's like my age, so I think he might yeah. he might have a bit of an edge on you. Yeah, he's 44. He's actually younger than me. He's, so pretty, he's a lot taller that. than I am, too, I think. So what? Uh, I, I'm on the website, vermontseniorgames.org, right yeah. now. Yeah, three uh, on what? three. And I'm thinking about earning the ping pong, but I, I'm not sure yet. I <laughs> okay, congratulations, but I'm just, I don't know. It seems, um, it seems to be right up your alley, Arnie. I, I hope you can continue your plight to be the best. My wife won't play pickle. He, my wife won't play pickleball with me. So I, I too good. Yeah, I don't know. She just won't take lessons. I guess I you know. can uh, also. I see that they had a board member that was inducted into the Run Vermont Hall of Fame. Okay. Maybe you could become the first entrant into the uh, Vermont Basketball Hall they, of Fame. They have a decathlon event. Maybe I should enter that one. How many people they, can they have in that? Huh? What, is this an indoor event, or do you have to play on the heart on the blacktop? I've not, I don't know. I have not a clue. No, it's indoors. Actually, it's in. It's at the. It's one of the universities nearby. Wait, they actually have. A, oh, the University of Vermont Athletic Hall of Fame and yeah, a Vermont yeah. Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah. So there you go, Arnie. You could be on your way. Congratulations. I can't, I can't even get into the Jewish Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Is there one? I, yeah, there is. I'm like the only person not in it. Oh, that's okay. Uh, it, you, you realize this summer is my 25-year college anniversary. Oh, uh, wow. Not anniversary. You're what old. am I trying to say? Uh, graduation. Wow. Is it 25? Yeah, it's 25 years since I graduated from college. No invites. No. I've never. My, you, you can feel bad about the Jewish Hall of Fame. There is nothing my alma mater does for me. What's that? <laughs> How did he just call you old and he graduated high school with Adam? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's just, it's Arnie's world. It's revisionist history. Uh, Everything that he's saying right now, he'll forget by next week, so we'll be good to go. But um, best of luck, Arnie. Thank on, you. On, on the Vermont Senior Games in September. Well, Pete wants to know, is that 59, 55 to 59 B.C.? Thank you, Pete. On that. Very, <laughs> very funny. Very, Arnie, very what funny did Vin Scully's first game sound like? Yeah, <laughs> were you there? Oh, Didn't man, it? Uh, someone had like a note about the length of like, Casey Stengel and Vin Scully and the amount of time that they were in baseball, but... Uh, good luck, Arnie. I hope you find what you're looking for let's in a partner. Go. I'm just, I just need some players to round out my team, so it's getting real tough. I'm worried about that. So it's uh, Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday uh, beyond the Vermont Senior Games coming yes. up in late September. Senior Olympics. Let's get it right. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Senior Olympics. By that point, Arnie Spanier, let's see, September 30th. So we'll be, what, four games into the NFL season? Ooh, ooh, right? Ooh. Uh, will Deshaun Watson have played by that point? Um, yeah, I think he's going to play week number one. I know people say that's impossible and everybody, you're not impossible. Well, I I did read one article that says that can never happen is, you know, this, that, and the other. I, I find if there's enough uh, delay and if there's enough appeal, um, maybe it is because if the NFL comes back and says, we're going to have him gone for a year, does Deshaun Watson get to appeal that or did they lose their appeal? 
uh, process on that. I'm not so sure I'm going to take a whole year just sitting on down and a $10 million fine without trying to fight back. I don't know what their options are at that point. Um, but I'm thinking right now he might be able to play in week number one if this thing isn't settled. If you know, it, it, I compared to the Alden Smith situation, and I, I don't know why that it always comes back to that, but his was legal problems. And I bring it up because he had a suspension and wasn't going to play, but he he challenged it and he played what Danny like the first three or four weeks with the Raiders and then he was gone he was just gone for good and we found out yeah Alden Smith's probably not going to play in the NFL again because he couldn't stay out of right. harm's right. way I mean Deshaun Watson's going to play in the NFL again at some point but I'm I'm kind of with you on this one I think that there is a chance to through uh, appealing it and, and battling and fighting right now if they do indeed decide to do that. It wouldn't surprise me if if you saw him play a little bit earlier this year, but yeah. I still think the NFL is going to try to drop the hammer on him. And and I've no, I've gone back and forth on this, and I was surprised to see that through Judge Sue Robinson's decision, it was only six games. But it's not as if she found him innocent. It's not as if she said he didn't do any of this. No, but, she but, basically called him a liar. Well, she did. But, you know, my thing on that is I think the reason so many people were surprised is because they were looking at it emotionally instead of looking at this legally. Um, and well, it's not saying, even legal. It's by the, the personal conduct policy. Well, but yes, because this, you know, people are like, well, look, it, this guy got a year for gambling and he only gets six games. Well, gambling, gambling is a whole different um, different avenue. It's a whole different punishment. Um, that was worked out, a collective bargain, than something like this with Deshaun Watson. But I think people didn't know, you know, people weren't looking at this legally, and, you know, they were looking at, like, the number 22 girls or something like that, when it was really only down to, what, four or five, and out of the four or five, how many did she really interview? Did she interview all five of those women? Four of the five she talked to. So, you know, that's why it really didn't surprise me. I think think you're, and again, I don't want to get anyone mad at me here and boohoo on Twitter, but I think you're looking at it wrong. She basically said, no, 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 he did all this. The NFL, you just have, this is the harshest penalty you've given because you've delineated sexual assault from nonviolent sexual assault. I mean, that's essentially what it is. There's no, nothing she, she in there. Well, yeah, she could have given more, and she, but she said, there's said that they set precedent in that. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I thought that she could have laid down a, a year suspension and they would have appealed it. And I would have worked it that way, Chris. But yep. she decided that even, even with the low one, she could have gone with eight games. I don't know why she went with six, to be in honest. In her mind, I, listen, yeah. I, I was on with Jeff Schwartz yesterday, and he's got a great podcast, and we talked about it for three hours. Um Basically, her point is, all right, you want to suspend him for a season. There's no precedent in your player's personal conduct policy that you can do this or that you've done this. This is the harshest penalty that's given out for what's considered nonviolent sexual assault. And I know my man Lou Riley was all over this. Hey, when did suddenly we delineate between sexual assault being violent and nonviolent? It's sexual assault. Right. But the NFL has that difference. And in what she laid out by the letter of the law, it was the longest suspension given for that. So she's basically yeah, she saying, you want to change said, the rules, then no, you do it, NFL. She, but I thought she could set precedent. And that's, that's what I thought was going to happen here. I did too. She, she was, chose not to. Well, the, again, right. She chose not to. And I think the NFL wanted her to do that. And I think the NFL is going to do what they thought she was going to do in the first place and suspend them for the entire year. I could be wrong. But I, I think that's what they're going to be looking for. Um, if I'm the NFL, though, I would pull back a little bit just so I can 
just uh, give him a suspension that maybe is palatable for everyone. That's why I'm thinking maybe in the 8-10 to 10 game range it's going to happen. We'll have to wait and see. I think the best thing from this first segment of, of Hour 2 here on a Fox Sports Sunday is not the debate over what's next for the NFL and the NFLPA. Uh, it's that I'm getting constantly and chronically corrected because I mistook how the team from dodgeball actually made it to Vegas because it wasn't a rules violation. Average Joe's ended up going because as Roger, the engineer points out, there was a girl scout that they lost to who tested positive for a beaver steroid. Oh, uh, there you go. When for Vin go. points out the girl scout team was DQ'd in dodgeball for PED usage. And Oh, by the way, Arnie Reggie Miller is 56 and you think he can play better than him. Interesting take. Oh, that that could be tough. Have you ever seen Reggie play in other than the, the um, Uncle Drew movie? No, you never really see him shoot. So I'm wondering if he could still play out there. That's a good question. He's a little taller than I am. Isn't though. shooting like riding a bike, though, for the great ones? Like it's uh, you never really lose that stroke. All right, we may have to take out, uh, you know, if you're a former NBA player then. We may have to go ahead and do that. But... I don't know. I could give Reggie, Reggie Miller a run for his money. I'm pretty thick. Remember, look, I'm going to make the Senior Olympics here, man. Think about that, Chris. I will <laughs> bet my life that you don't play in the Senior Olympics. But I love. I don't want to. I don't want to give you any Why? negativity here. Because I've watched the videos of you playing basketball, Arnie. Bobos watched the videos. They of you only playing had two basketball. teams last year, Chris. I feel pretty confident I'm going to finish first or second. You were the ninth man off the bench on your rec league team. I mean, eighth. 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 Only sorry. Eight, yeah. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I'm averaging 2.25 a game. Right. And you keep your stats. So that's always not good. Three, not, four, not four. Not five. <laughs> not six. <laughs> not seven. Oh, gosh. Well, good I luck. you guys. I really do. Uh, and then one more here real quick on it from Pete. He writes, to Arnie's point, if Watson drags this out with the courts, he could play week one, or would he go on the commissioner's exempt list? And can I tell you just from my perspective, I would be so angry if now they put him on the commissioner's exempt yes, list, exactly. right? right? You waited yeah. all year last year. You let him sit there and collect a check. And now since Deshaun Watson, through this process, has gotten – is that proper English has gotten, he's gotten everything he wanted. He's not a Texan anymore. He got a guaranteed contract. He's on a new team. Um, The only thing he's received is a six game suspension that, I mean, he is minimal based on these charges. He's got everything he wanted. If he was making a real salary this year in the range of 35 to $40 million, uh, would the six games then be sufficient and there wouldn't be any pushback from the NFL or what? No, I don't think so. Okay. I, I, that's me. That's me. And again, like I said, I I feel like I have a good handle on what's supposed to be going on here. But every time something happens, it's like the exact opposite of how everyone tells you it should play out. And I don't know. I mean, there's no fine that's attached to this, which is still hilarious to me. And I mean, six games. So yeah, she didn't give a fine. She could have easily done that. I don't know what her rationale was not giving a fine for. <laughs> Scotty writes, wonder how much Haslam paid the judge to not set precedent with Watson. <laughs> and that's the weird thing, too. There's no leaks from her. There's no one that she talks to. It's been she's never been in a sports situation like this before. And she basically said, all right, NFL, if you want him suspended for a long time, you do it because what's in your collectively bargain player personal conduct policy or the personal conduct policy period does not in any way, shape or form allow something like a lengthy suspension because of this. Mine was blown all week long. All right, quick break. 
When we come back, Todd Furman's going to join us. We'll head to Vegas to figure out exactly what feel Todd got from week one of the NFL preseason and some college football news all over the place here on a Sunday night on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, little show context here. Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Arnie has said it's easy to pick 65% winners. Easy. And with all the information, everyone should do it, and it's a slam dunk. Let's take you back to last week at this time for some show context. We got football on Thursday, and we have the Raiders a point and a half favorite over under 33 Unfortunately, that's where I have the final score at 33. I got Jacksonville winning 23 to 10, my friend. That is right, a 13-point victory to Jacksonville. So I'm going to take Jacksonville plus the point and a half. That is my first official pick mm. as I prove to everybody in Vegas that you should be picking at a 65 to 70%. None of this 52.5% baloney. You should be picking at a higher percent to make money. So give me Jackson plus the point and a half. So I was right. No, you weren't right. Yeah, I got the over-under. Uh, I didn't know it was, it was 30, not 33, and I said the score was going to be 33, and I was pretty right on the, on the You're final You're pretty close score. on the score, but, you know, that yeah. close. What's the old saying? Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. I don't know if that's even politically correct anymore, but. I don't, yeah, I don't think that is. You're not. You didn't win. You're 0-1. So and you Should, and even when you try to change your pick later in the week, as Todd Furman joins us, you, you didn't even change it right. I mean, uh, you Todd, wouldn't let me change it. No, 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 no. You you could have. You decided you weren't going to pick the Raiders for some reason. I got to tell you something, Todd. This might be fun to follow because I'm going to predict just like last year, Arnie will probably tap out by week two of the preseason. That's my well, prediction. I think it's just a matter of time, Chris, before Arnie gets mathematically eliminated from the feats he sought out to accomplish. So 0-1 is not an insurmountable hole, but the math continues to stack up against you, Arnie. So I'm going to need at least a 2-0, 3-0 type performance 
for week one instead of week zero of the, oh. as you so like to call it, the free season. No, no Todd, Todd, I'm, I'm not playing around. 2-0 and oh or 3-0, and oh, I got nine picks, Todd. Nine picks, Todd, for, for week one of the NFL. Too much information's been leaked out. Way too easy for week one of the NFL when teams are saying they're playing their starters, other teams not playing their starters. I, 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 I couldn't help myself. I couldn't stop. I, I had to keep going. I mean, if you think you have nine winners, uh, feel free to disclose them at any point during the week. As long as it's done before the games actually start, you can't yes. post yes. pass post any of your wagers. Yeah. But I'm still convinced at this point, even if you did pass post, Arnie, I'm still not sure you'd be able to hit 64%. How tough, in all reality, beyond all the BS from Arnie, how challenging is the preseason, though? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm looking and... Just you see these massive swings in lines. The Giants went from being a two-point uh, dog to a point-and-a-half favorite. I mean, I think some people freak out when they hear that starters might or might not play. you got to really dig here, Todd, if you want to invest anything early, don't you? Well, that's the whole thing. It's an information game, and he or she who gets the best information is more often than not going to find themselves in a very advantageous position. And as far as the only preseason game we've seen so far, you did see professional money coming on the Raiders at Pickham that drove the number out to two and a half. And you looked at Vegas that felt that they were much more equipped to have a game plan. Uh, you saw Jared Stidham out there, and clearly utilizing Josh Jacobs gave them a little bit of a difference maker that they needed in the first half. But that's the whole thing. I mean, a lot of the guys guys that you're betting on in the preseason won't be on NFL rosters, even as depth players, when we're talking about these teams going through cuts. So it's digging in, trying to identify where you feel you have an edge, and it's why it's not so surprising when you see some of these games move five or six points. To Arnie's point, once that information starts to get out and be made public, the market is going to adjust. Well, that, that's what I don't understand, Todd, and I'm being serious about this. Why are you not betting every game in the preseason every week, and then when the line changes like five or six points, you middle the game and boom! If you hit the middle, you're going to be a millionaire. You have to have the right information to be ahead of the line move, Arnie. You don't have that luxury once the game's moved six points to hit the way back button and go back in time to try and bet the game before it moves. So if you have that information ahead of time, yes, you have all sorts of opportunities to try and middle these games and take full advantage. Uh, but for the majority of folks that are out there that aren't privy to information in real time, uh, they won't have such I, a luxury. Let me, let me, let me ask you this. Seriously, though, take a, a week one game. I, I, let me just pull up the schedule real quick. I think the Dolphins are playing New England. Out of curiosity, what will the money bet on that game? And then how much money will be bet once the game starts on an in-game on in-game betting? You know, in-game wagering has started to grow considerably. It's a bigger part of the sportsbook business than it would have been if we had this discussion, say, three to five years ago. But at the same time, if it's a standalone game, say Thursday night, Sunday night, or Monday night football, your in-game handle is going to be much more substantial than what you're going to see for a game like you mentioned between the Patriots and Dolphins that's nestled into the full Sunday slate. So most shops will typically do more pre-game handle than they will live. Uh, but for some of those standalone contests, that number continues to grow and it gets to be more and more important for them to trust the computers and make some of those in-game adjustments as needed. You remember before in-game gambling, that's why they changed the start of the NFL to the late games. They changed them to, what, the 415 games so you know who's going to be, or 420, so you know if you won your bets in the earlier game. If if in-game betting catches on, they may, what, can they move the games back to 4 o'clock, or no, that's never going to happen? No, that wouldn't change uh, how they go about it. I think they wanted to maximize the TV windows that were there, and when 
anybody who watches college football on Saturdays knows that the networks that carve out three and a half hours for college football, it's not nearly enough, and it's why games bleed into one another. And it's part of the reason why the NFL has created multiple windows so they can maximize some of the eyeballs, especially for national TV coverage. And whether it's a Fox game of the week or CBS, yes, it does help betters that have had their money tied up that they can then roll it over into later games. Uh, but it's as much to get more fan engagement and to try and bridge some of that window from the second slate of games on Sunday before uh, Sunday Night Football kicks off, typically at 8.35 Eastern. So we haven't had a chance to talk, and how dare I bring up baseball, but uh, how much did the Soto move shift? And I know the Dodgers swept him this weekend. How much did that change kind of your perspective on how you might look at San Diego the rest of the year, even though they're still in a position where they're trying to host a wild card game? Yeah, it, would have, it probably would have changed a lot more before I saw the Padres go to Chavez Ravine this weekend and get absolutely beaten like a drum, where we still see a separation of the haves and have-nots. And you mentioned it, talking about the Major League Baseball playoff format, it's a significantly more difficult road for any of those teams that don't find themselves in that one or two spot. And currently, when you look at the National League, the Dodgers and Mets are separating themselves from the rest of the pack. The Padres could potentially play a scenario where you know they would have to go through a Dodgers and Mets and maybe even the Atlanta Braves before they were get to the World Series. So I think at this point, knowing how much those odds have shortened, unless you see something substantially change, you're going to be able to make a lot more money with a money line rollover, betting them series by series, more so than betting them in the National League futures market right now. You see, I don't get credit for this. All you tell me is I'm 0-1, but I said that the Mets were going to win the division um, before the season started. How, how much is that worth? I, I, if I bet a million dollars, how much did I win today there, Todd? Uh, they were actually listed as co-favorites, so your million dollars would get you a little bit more than a million dollars coming back, go. but not the massive lucrative payoff, uh, as you'll see, finding its way to your bank account when the Miami Dolphins win the Super Bowl Ooh. in 2023. Oh, there you go. People are jumping on that Dolphin bandwagon, I can tell, Todd. They're jumping on. Hey, there's a lot of reason to be excited about what the team has as far as offensive weapons. We'll see what they look like defensively, uh, but the schedule does give them some breathing room, so no reason to think that if Miami can get things going on the offensive side of the ball, they can't win 10 games. Do you, do you have two MVP odds in front of you, or no, you don't have any? Uh, I do not, uh, but I, I can tell you that those prices are widely available in that 35-40-1 to 40 to 1 range. The one player who's seen the biggest shift over the last two weeks or so in terms of his odds to win the MVP would be Trey Lance. Once the 49ers made it public that Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't going to fit into their plans going forward. You saw Lance's number fall from that 45, 50 to one range down into that 22 to one threshold. You good, Arnie? Okay. Good. Can I jump in here now? So, right. go, oh, look at you oh. getting all mad uh, Raider boy. Go ahead. Uh, all right. <laughs> Great stuff, man. Bet the board podcast. By the way, if you guys haven't had a chance yet, the bet the board podcast uh, has a preview of every power five conference. Uh, I went thorough, thoroughly through wow. your Big Ten preview. Uh, I got Big 12, SEC, ACC up. You get some great nuggets up there uh, from Todd and from Payne. It's, uh, it's a great listen. Check it out, Todd. Uh, great podcast. We'll t- I will, Arnie will talk to you again next week. I'm on vacation, but I'll see you here in a few weeks, man. Well, if you're on vacation, Chris, I may have to take it off, and I actually won't be available anyways. So, Arnie, as much as I'd like to make this a shot off the bow, uh, I'm headed out to Richmond for the NASCAR race. So uh, that's where I will be next weekend. So, Arnie, you'll have to hold down the fort on your own. Wait. Uh, Go ahead, Arnie. I was going to say, so 
Plank won't be here, and you won't be. I went nine and zero. Oh. You won't have any. You won't know if I went zero oh, and nine yeah, or nine and zero. Oh. Things called. Oh, I, 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 or I knew that was. I knew that was coming. But we're gonna have to get those picks documented. Thankfully, <laughs> all text messages do have timestamps, so we'll be well aware. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. Uh, at Todd Thanks, Furman Todd. on Twitter. We'll talk to you again soon, man. All right, that's Todd Furman with the Bet the Board podcast. All right, uh, Dan Byer is in tonight with the latest on a busy TV. day in the world of sports. What's going on, Dan? Yeah, guys. Todd mentioned it. Dodgers taking care of the Padres with ease for nothing today made it look easy so did Cody Bellinger not one but two home runs for the Dodgers number 14 and 15 on the season Tyler Anderson now 13 and one on the year as the Dodgers get their eighth win in a row Jacob deGrom went five and two-thirds struck out 12 Mets beat the Braves by a count of five to two Mariners get a grand slam from Jesse Winker and their 6-3 win against the Angels Cardinals were 12-9 victors against the Yankees. Nolan Arenado, home run number 22 on the season. He knocked in four. St. Louis has won seven straight. Reds topped the Brewers 4-2 and 10. Milwaukee now two back of St. Louis for first place in the NL Central. While the Blue Jays were 3-2 victors against the Twins in 10. A record crowd of 18,100 packed Climate Pledge Arena today to watch Sue Bird play her final regular season game as a member of the Seattle Storm. It was an 89-81 loss to the Las Vegas Aces. Kevin Harvick snapped a 65 race drought with a victory at Michigan International Speedway. It's the sixth time in his career he has won at the track. 20-year-old South Korean Tom Kim won the Wyndham Championship on the PGA Tour. Final round uh, in Greensboro 61. Kim, the second youngest player to win on tour since World War II. Only Jordan Spieth was younger when he won the John Deere back in 2013. College football news. Chris, you touched on this earlier. Oklahoma assistant head coach and receivers coach Kale Gundy stepping down from his position in a statement. Gundy said that he said a word at a meeting last week with players that should never have been uttered. Said he was reading the tablet of a player in a film session. Didn't realize what he was reading. Said a word that he shouldn't have said in tonight or Sunday night stepping down from his post. In the NFL, Kareem Hunt wants out of Cleveland. Browns running back requesting a trade from the team. But ESPN says the team will not grant his request. Bears wide receiver Nikhil Harry going to need to see a specialist because of the high ankle sprain suffered in training camp yesterday, according to the NFL Network. Back to you guys. Great stuff, Dan. And uh, Dan, we'll have a an update coming up, DeSager style, here in about 10 minutes from now. Twitter's been really good to us tonight, but you're you're sticking 0-1. You're not, um, you're not getting out of this right now. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking, yeah, I am sticking 0-1, even though I, I should get that back, but I... I'm sticking 0 and 1, and we'll see what happens. By the way, just real quick, um, as you, you say, I don't talk enough baseball. Is that John Crook on the Mets running the bases? Is that who that was? I don't know why they keep showing him. Did he come out of retirement? <laughs> no, I I, I, I have Sports Center on, but I'm not watching the highlights. Is there a, a rather portly yeah. fella that's running the, the bases yeah, for them? Um, I want to say Vogelback, the, uh, the one the Mets picked oh, up. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. Boy, is he big, man. I, I'm like, is that John Crook running the bases <laughs> for the Mets? Did he come out of retirement or what? I will say one of the most electric things going on in sports right now is when Diaz comes into the game. I... I, you know, I'm going to be in New York next week. I'm trying to go to a game. I've never been to a, a, a game in City Field. And I've never been to a game outside of Bush Stadium but or in Wrigley Field. But I want to I want to be there because I think that's cool as hell. I just – the Mets are good. The city's on fire for them and the Yankees right now. It's fun to see, even though the Yankees got swept by the Cardinals for the first time ever uh, in the history, I think, of the two – I think, like, since the 40s. But – 
Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fired up for your if Mets right going, now, Arnie. I think it's going to be fun. If you're just going straight strictly for the baseball experience, you really should go to Yankee Stadium. Yeah, they're out of town. Yankee. Oh, that's too bad because sitting in the right field bleachers is – uh, second to none. The, I mean, it's just just unbelievable what goes on out there. Well, I got to remind you, I am taking my kids, so I don't need to be <laughs> oh, going. Forget where about ex- that. Yeah, yeah, no, forget. I about don't want to need. I don't need to be going at an experience where we're more concerned about how many cups we have stacked on our beer snake, or or how drunk re- some guy can yell at another drunken guy in the stands. Oh, I remember we were me and my buddy showed up for a Yankee game in the second inning. We had tickets in the right field, and somebody was in our seats. And I and I tell the police officer, I go, "There's somebody in our seats." He goes. Oh, and you want me to move them? He goes, get out of here. It's like the second inning. You know what? Get a, get over to the other bleachers. I don't even think you deserve to be here. Did, did you? Did you have the right tickets? Yeah, we had the right tickets. Okay. I, I, I left because I was embarrassed. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. A <laughs> um, couple of quick tweets. Uh, yeah, COVID is why Arnie can't pick, and I thought it was his false knowledge of sports. No, Pete. no, it's not my false knowledge of sports. Um, Pete in San Ramon writes, the 49ers are employing a full-on rope-a-dope strategy versus the NFL. All preseason smoke screen. Trey Lance will be better than expected, and Jimmy G will be re- retained playing more than expected. See you all in the Super Bowl. Go Terps, Ooh. go Dubs. Yeah, that's um, not happening. I don't know. that the, Everyone wants to talk about the greatness of the NFC West, and obviously the Seahawks potentially will be down this year, but it's a weird division all of a sudden, right? You're counting on a, a first-year starter that, in fairness, hasn't played a lot of football, Arnie. Trey Lance hasn't played a lot of football. Um, the only thing weirder than the Jimmy G situation has been the Kyler Murray situation, right? And right. you had Cliff Kingsbury come out and say, well, I let him call plays, and he did a good job, but it's tough. And then you've got the Matt Stafford elbow injury. I mean, it's just a, a division that you know you felt like the defending Super Bowl champs would just have an, an absolute hold on. Suddenly, it seems like it's it's kind of up in the air right now. Oh, you, you would think it was like the second strongest division in football. Now you're thinking, hey, maybe it's not right. all that tough for the reasons you just mentioned. And, I mean, you know the Seahawks are going to finish in last. And uh, it's going to be a two-team race between the Rams and Arizona. San Francisco is going to be, uh, I think, hovering right around 500, if at best. Maybe maybe below that. If I was betting on the over-under win total for San Francisco, I'm probably going, what is it, like nine? I'm probably going under on that one because I just don't trust Trey Lance. But I don't think it's that tough of a division. And Katsumoto writes, Tua throwing an 80-yard pass in the air today to Jalen Waddell. Tua, uh, Tua throwing a 60-yard pass today to, to Tyree Kill. All national media are now predicting Tua will be the MVP, and the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl. Well, the, the, Stinking genius will get a personal invite from Dan Marino to attend practice yeah, next that, week. See, that's why I wanted to know what Tua MVP odds are. I'll put some money down on the 35 to 40 to 1. But you see, if he starts co- connecting with Tyreek Hill, then Tyreek Hill's going to get votes for MVP, and they'll take it away from each other. But uh, I've never, I haven't been this excited for a football season in... Gosh, I don't know how long. Ah, unbelievable. I guess since the Dolphins went 17-0, and 0, I think. I, I think you were this excited last year when you were telling or us how year, amazing yeah, the Dolphins year. were going to be. <laughs> uh, and then one more from JP who writes, I'm surprised Arnie's here tonight after his Dolphins lost their first-round pick in 23 and their third-round pick in 24, plus his first preseason, free-season pick was a bust. Yeah, you see, that's why I would have traded that first-round pick. I, you know how quickly <laughs> I like to trade those picks, so if I would have traded that one a long time ago, they wouldn't have been able to take it away from me. Well, that's quite a punishment, isn't it? They would have 
taking the next year's first yeah, draft I know, pick I'm from joking, you, Arnie. Yeah, I'm joking. That's quite a punishment, though, is it not, just for talking to Tom Brady? I mean, come on now. Everybody does it all the time. It's not like it's not the first time Tom Brady's flirted with going to another team. I'm pretty sure about that. You're defending this, and I think part of this as well is that they let him get away with saying they were joking about tanking the season but I think they realized he wasn't joking when he offered Brian Flores $100,000 per loss. This isn't just about Tom Brady and Sean Payton. I know. I, I, I just wanted to bring up the Brady part. I'm glad right. they talked to Now Brady. suddenly you hate Tom Brady again. Yeah. Tell me how terrible no, no, he I is lo- I love Tom. I'm glad they talked to Tom. You know, um, Just because you're married doesn't mean you can't afford a little bit. Just because you're on a diet doesn't re- mean you can't read the menu. So I'm glad they were talking to him. Is that your wife's philosophy? Did she say that? <laughs> yeah, do that? I don't think so. Yeah, Better not be, say, that's for what, sure. Find me that marriage because yeah, I don't exactly. exist in that marriage right now. <laughs> All right, quick break. When we come back, Dan Beyer is in tonight. He's going to get us caught up on everything that's caught his eye here on a Fox Sports Sunday. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sarni and Plank on the Fox Sports Sunday. In for Steve DeSager tonight is always on Dan Beyer. No, no days off Dan <laughs> to get us caught up on a yeah. few notes that caught his eye. What's going on, Dan? Well, guys, you know, I passed Steve in the hallway. He was in a little bit earlier today, and I said, hey, would this be good for Arnie and Plank if I had this story and that story? And, of course, Steve goes, you know, there were the Hall of Fame game TV ratings. <laughs> That's where we begin, Thursday yes. night's game between the Jaguars and Raiders game. Yeah, may not have been as high as other years but it did win the night on Thursday night. The broadcast averaged 5.4 million viewers. And in fact, Steve pointed this out, as did SportsMediaWatch.com, that the weather delay at the start of the game for 40 minutes actually was the second highest rated program <laughs> of Thursday night, averaging out, out at 4.16 million viewers. 
So hmm. was it down a little bit from last year? Is that what you're saying? Cowboys or? were in it last year, so that oh, okay. that definitely go, helps. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that that helps the number. But uh, I believe back to about 2019, uh, about a similar number that you've uh, you've got there. One other TV note. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Nick Faldo signed off today from CBS, uh, retiring after 16 years as an analyst, the lead analyst for CBS's golf work. He called it quits, uh, sitting next to Jim Nance in the booth at Ian Baker Finch there and Frank Nabilo as well. Trevor Immelman, uh, Masters champ from about 15, uh, 14, 15 years ago, will take over the lead chair for CBS in 2023. Wow. They almost had to play him out because of the music. <laughs> like they had to go, and he was crying. And I'm not trying to laugh at his emotional no, moment, no. but he couldn't talk. And so you have Nance and uh, IBF, Ian Baker Finch, and, and Frank Nabilo sitting there trying to fill because Faldo couldn't get the words. And right when he would get the words, Nance would start talking. And you know the producers in his ear going, 60 seconds, 30 <laughs> seconds, 15 seconds. But, uh, but yeah, so a, a, an emotional it. Nick Faldo as he, uh, he retired today. I haven't got to hear it yet, though, Dan. I, I heard it was pretty moving, though, what he had to say when he finally could actually spit it out. Yeah, he said that, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, that he was an only child, but at 65, he ended up uh, getting three brothers with oh. uh, the guy sitting next to him wow so yeah Look very good that. line to very good line to that. go out but uh Faldo at times criticized for uh m- you know maybe some of his work but today there's no time to talk I about was a that fan. i was a fan were you yeah i like nick faldo i thought he was pretty good and of course wasn't now am i getting my guy screwed up Oh, I'm, who, who was Jim uh, Nance's roommate at Houston? It wasn't Fred Couples. Thank you, yeah, Freddie Fred Couples. Couples. So, yes. Those are two of my favorites. So I'm going to miss him on the broadcast. Uh, we're also, uh, oh, geez. Oh, boy. Here what? we go. I'm looking what on the happened? list. We have a Mets story. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, here it is. Bobby Bonilla's contract. You know, we always talk about that yes, every I July 1st. This, yeah. yeah, his contract auctioned off for $180,000. It is the infamous deal that pays Bonilla $1.2 million every year on July 1st. Now, if you were the lucky winner of this auction, not only do you get the actual document that was signed by Bonilla and the New York Mets, you get a 30-minute Zoom call with Bonilla. Oh wow! Yeah, and you also I should get, have bought that. Yeah, yeah, well, you also get one with Dennis Gilbert, the agent who uh, brokered Very the deal. Cool. You get a signed baseball, a game used bat from Benia's personal so collection. Who's selling this? Benia's selling his own. He's selling his own contract or what? Uh, you know, I, I should have looked that up. I'm not sure yeah. who was actually. <laughs> <selling>. <laughs> you got to assume it was him. It was, it was owned right. by him, right? Jeez. There, you get a one a one of one Bobby Bonilla contract NFT and. The winner will spend the day with Benia in New York. And when I thought spend wow. the day, I thought, you know what, pick him up at 3.30, go to the game, game ends at 9.30, your day's done. That is not the case. We are talking about a day, breakfast, a Whoa. trip to City Field for a batting practice viewing, and a Mets game plus dinner that will take Let's place go. in 2023. Get me the company credit card. Let's and go. I found that for you, Dan. It says Gilbert previously had the contract in his possession before it went on sale. Now, there you go. That'd make a great birthday present to a Mets fan. <laughs> like me. Are you asking? <laughs> we owe you for all the syrup it's probably yeah. worth for uh, for, for what That's it was true. sold for. Yeah, That's true. Right. Oh, man. True. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a big week, guys, in, uh, in baseball. Big week in baseball. 
for the uh, 11 and 12 year olds. Little League Regionals. In uh-huh. a week from now, a week from now, we will know the field of the Little League World Series. But for the first time ever, the field is actually expanding in 2022. 20 teams from across the globe will be competing in the Little League World Series. They've expanded to add a couple of more American regions, plus Panama and Puerto Rico will also be included in the 2022 field for the Little League World Series. Yeah, it gets when underway I was a kid, it was always Taiwan, Dan. It was always Taiwan the winner when I was a kid, that, you know what I mean? They may be back again. They've got a team that already qualified for the international Ooh. squad. and uh, But yeah, I always thought it was kind of rigged because the U.S. got their whole bracket the rest of the world had the other side. Yes. So <laughs> it didn't always be like that, though. It wasn't always like that. No, but we've got a, a 20 team field now for the Little nice. League World Series. I, I just want to say that Arnie said didn't always be like that. I think that's the best line of the night. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm still old enough to remember rooting for Chris Drury whenever he was in the yes. Little League World Series. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, and now I can't watch a thing. It's crammed down my throat so much. All right, uh, anything I'm missing out, Dan? Are we good? Is that All a wrap? Right. Oh, yeah, I think we're good. I All think right, we're good. Man. Sue Bird played her final game in front of the a regular season game in front of the Seattle crowd tonight. Yeah, 18,000. I, I haven't seen the highlight 8,000 times already. <laughs> <laughs> on Sports Center. Oh my gosh! The only thing that the uh, that ESPN has shown me more tonight, while it's on during this show, uh, than Sue Bird playing is is Juan Soto getting mic'd up whenever he's trying to keep a ball from going out of the yard. But it was a home run from Cody Bellinger. So we'll play that audio for you coming up here in just a bit. All right, two hours down. When we come back, all you, your tweets. We've got some notes on Deshaun Watson from Peter King that are interesting. Next on Fox. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, hour, hour three. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Let's go. It's Arnie wow. Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. I'm supposed to be on vacation next week, but I don't know. We might get back early, I was just informed. So what does hold, that mean? Hold the line on me asking for next Sunday wow. off. Well, I think I did ask off like three weeks ago. So you didn't ask me, thing. though. I don't feel like I have to, nor well, will I ever should. ask you for any you why. Should. Explain to me why. Because maybe I'm not going to give it to you off. 
you have no authority, Arnie. I don't know I how to call put the, that Don't think you. I can't email the boss and say something to him. Dear Justice for All, who spends all week <laughs> trashing me, this is why the man is unbearable, okay? This is what you want to hit your wagon to? <laughs> You, you know what no I love power. is we've been working with with Danny G and uh, and uh, Bobo for like ten years, and we all hate each other. They've been working with Cavino Rich for like a, a day, and they love those guys. It's just, it's just funny how that works out. So well, well we well, don't, don't have to deal with one of them lying every show saying right. they did things that they didn't oh, wow. do, or, or telling them that everyone sucks, or yeah. that they have no value to the show, or are, never giving them credit. I keep for it real. Everything. I keep it real, people. That's you keep the way it real. It you, keep it can real. we go real? Can, no, can we, we can't real? go okay. real. Right because oh, you, you know I, I bring it real. And when I text them about gain, they don't think I'm talking about laundry soap. That's right. That's right. Which every time Danny G, to give a little show context, Arnie's mic never seems to work like it used to. So they ask him to turn the gain up, and you've never seen Arnie more, more shook in your life. In fact, you want to really get on Arnie's uh, bad side or, or mess him up, tell him something's wrong with his equipment. He can't oh, figure it out, and he's done. I lose my marbles. I just don't get over the fact that how long do you let somebody lie to you before you just go, this guy is full of it? How long have we been hearing, I beat Steve Kerr. I right, know Steve right. Kerr. And yeah. I've already no. proven the fact that you know people that still talk to him and you don't want to reach out to them because you want him to just casually you call because he listens to the show but, but, well, on Sunday. You know what Sunday. I'm afraid of? I'm afraid he'll come on and us instead of asking him real questions, I'm just going to ask him, like, okay, who was better in high school? To tell everybody how I beat you in a one-on-one even if I really didn't beat you in a one-on-one and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be happy with me, you know? I'm sure he'd probably laugh at it what, what, and then on. ignore you. How? I, I don't understand that. And and again, I'm slow. So so, how are you claiming to have beat him in a one on one when you didn't beat him in a one on one? Well, he's not going to remember. So you're the only one that remembers. <laughs> uh, let's hit some uh, some of the texts. By the way, I saw one of my show. other high school buddies came down to Oklahoma City with you. Who was that? Oh, Chip your England. shooting guy. Yeah, yeah, our shooting guy, the one who shot better than Kerr in high school. I've heard rumors that he went to ask for a little bit more money in San Antonio oh. and that it was kind of insinuated that, well, listen, we're going to we're gonna ride this whole Popovich thing out for a year or two. And he was like, well, then I'm gone. So welcome to OKC, Good for him. Chip England. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't bring me with him, but go ahead. I'm surprised. I am not surprised by that. Yeah. All right, let me hit a couple of uh, uh, texts here real quick, or tweets here real quick before we get too carried away because the, the texts have been great. Gosh, what am I talking about? The tweets have been great to the show tonight. You can always hit us up. It's Stinking Genius One. I'm at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, JP's been on fire tonight. He writes, if the primary punishment of suspensions is lost wages – then the arbitrator should have taken into account the fact that Cleveland gave Watson an artificially low salary in 2022 and find him accordingly. Yeah, no, he didn't no, get that, fined at not, all. Yeah. No, no, that, that, that's not her responsibility. I'm sorry. Her, her responsibility is not saying, oh, they're pulling a fast one. So what I'm going to do is uh, say the punishment uh, and the uh, fines are going to happen in year two or something like that. You why, can't do that. You why not? Because that, that's not her job, is to say they got one over on the NFL. She was there to, to, to do punishment, not to see if they were uh, manipulating the contract. That, that well, wasn't her job. I, I, again, I, I, mean, I, I could claim, be wrong, but go ahead. Yes. I would claim that that would be some pretty strong evidence 
that would allude to the fact that they think he did something wrong, right? No, that'd be pretty strong evidence that they thought that uh, they could say that uh, we knew you were going to railroad us and give us some games, so we were going to be covering our backside. It's called good business. Good business. Oh gosh! Anytime you call anything with this good, it just seems. I so know, slimy. no, but that—that's what. But that's what his lawyers are going to say, Chris. He, the, by the way, whoever came up with that idea was it not good business or what? Well, we'll see. I mean, if they end up docking him money for next year instead of this year, then is it a great idea? Well, you see, they don't have to dock money. It's not the money per game. They should have just given him a, like a ten million dollar fine, and then it has nothing to do with the game per game or anything like that. I don't think anyone cares about this, to be honest. I think what right, they care right. about more than anything else is the games is, he's going to miss. Is the yeah. amount of games he's going to miss. So he, here's a couple and of things. And if play in week one, right? So, I, I don't. I go back and forth on that. There's moments where I think he will. There's moments where I think he won't. But here's a couple of things. Um, Peter King is on his camp tour. And like I've said many times, I like Peter King. In the offseason, I think it's great stuff. During the season, eh, not so much. But here's something he wrote. I'll paraphrase in his football morning in America. And, and it's on the money side of things. One influential NFL person told Peter that it doesn't sit well with the league or any of the other owners that the Browns, in his terms, rigged the Watson contract so that suspension would cause him to lose only a fraction of his compensation. A suspension of six games, for instance, mean that he would be docked six eighteenths, right, of his $1.3 million contract this year, and it's actually $1.03 million. So if Robinson's suspension with no additional fee other, or no additional fine other than six game checks stands, that means that he would only lose 0.7% right, of right. his $46 million but, total compensation. Because I, the owners were under the impression that there was going to be a general fine, not per yeah. game, and that was going to offset the, the, the shenanigans they were pulling. That's the, that's the way to get around that. That's why I'm surprised they didn't do that. So here's, here's Peter's idea. Um, and again, football morning in America, not just plagiarizing here. Uh, there's not a chance of a settlement. They're going to hear the Mr. Harvey's going to hear the case, but could they agree to an increase of 10 games? Let him back for the post Thanksgiving stretch of say seven games. That includes a game against each division foe and 10 games. While it still seems a little bit light to some, it seems like it's a nice middle no, ground. They're going to cut the NFL. Well, that's why I said what's going to be most palatable. The NFL is going to say, look, well, let's settle on 10 games. And they're going to come back and say, all right, you did it to us. We're going to give you the damn eight games. And that's where we're going to draw the line. We're going to do the half a season. You're going to say, instead of saying eight games, you're going to say half a year. That's going to seem it's harsher than it really is. And then we're going to move on past this. Plus, of course, you're going to give us a $5 million fine. That, that's what they're probably going to end up doing. Um, okay. I, I just, I, I still, every single conversation we have about this, I, I feel dirty. I feel a certain right. way. No, where it's I like, I can't believe right. we're having right. this conversation and you want to beat your chest back. Like, I told you, I'm like, are, are you no, it's proud not of I'm that? Saying, are you I, happy no, no, that no, it was no, only no, six it's, games? It's not that I'm doing that. It's just that again, you have to th think of it legally. Um, instead you keep of saying legally, this isn't yeah. a legal process. Well, it's about as close to a legal process as, as the NFL is going to have. Well, it's, but it's not a legal process. So you keep saying that, but that's not what's going on here. No, this but you is have to have that mindset, though. Conduct, I think you, the personal yeah. conduct policy. I think, well, I think you have to have that mindset, though. That, again, you, you have to take emotion away from this. Yes, if, if emotion played with this, he would have been suspended for a year. No doubt about that. Why? Okay, hold on. You keep saying things that blow my mind. 
Why do you take emotion out of this? Well, that, that's well, I mean, not, isn't that's it an not what an arbitrator no, that's not what an arbitrator is supposed to do, though. She's not an arbitrator. She is the judge and jury in this. If you want to get back to your legal terms, this is someone who's deciding, and because I've made this mistake of calling in an arbitrator and got crushed. Really? Isn't there, I, an, yeah. isn't there an emotional side of this that kind of jumps in and says, holy smokes, what he's being accused of is really bad? No. no? Even when okay. a judge lays down a decision, she can't say, I'm going to give you extra years than the law allows because of uh, emotion in this. So, no, you can't, but I, I I pictured her more as an arbitrator. I do, too. Yeah. Every time I bring it up, I get told I'm a moron, and she's not an arbitrator. So, uh, oh, hold on. You've got your girl that will tweet me during the middle of the week uh, with tell me how mean I am, so I'm just going to move on. Um, Empress writes, I'm still jaw-dropped over any NFC East team in the NFC Championship. I grew up out of D.C., but the once-proud NFC East is in a bit of a lull at this, moni- uh, at this moment. I agree with him. Oh, by the way, he adds, so this week you're pro-Tua. Are you pro-Tua this week? Yes, I am. I am okay. pro-Tua this week, and I'm going to be pro-Tua all year. And he's right. It's been a while since the NFC East we considered like the premier division like we used to um, back in the day. But they still get the ratings. You put out the Dallas with the Giants, the Cowboys with the Eagles, or anything like that. Um, even if you put, took the Cowboys out of it, you're still going to draw well with any of the other three teams in the NFC. But uh, again, I mean, he, here's your, according, these are, according, who, who do you send the DraftKings? Yeah. According to DraftKings, the Bucks are the favorite in the NFC, followed closely by the Packers, then it's the Rams, the Niners, and the Cowboys are the fifth pick right now. I can't and, see how the Niners are up that high, but that's, that's just me. Same. Um, yeah. And then the Eagles are right there behind them. I mean, the Eagles have better odds than the Vikings, the Saints. Uh, I mean, the, the Carolina, I don't know whomever else you want to put in that mix, but it is kind of odd whenever you look in the NFC East isn't right there at the top. But, Arnie, it's not like they're too far off the pace, right? You're behind Brady, Rodgers, and Stafford, three of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterbacks in the NFC right now. Yeah, it's because the Giants have been so bad for so long now. Um, I think just people think about that, and that weighs down. Washington, you know, still waiting to turn the corner, even though they made the playoffs a little while ago. Um, they're certainly not a juggernaut or anything like that, but it's not like it's not like it's back in the day where that division was strong one through four. Though maybe they are turning the corner when when you put it that way with the Cowboys and the Eagles, but certainly the Giants think out loud. If you were ranking the four quarterbacks in the NFC East, it's Dak one, right? Yes, absolutely. Who's number two? Jalen Carson Wentz or Daniel Jones? I would probably say it's tough, right? I would probably say Jalen Hurts right now, number two. Not going to give Carson a pass for his 2017 season in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, every Washington fan, just like every Indy Colt fan last year, was like, "Oh, oh, think about how good he was four years ago." It's hard, right? Because you would think Carson Wentz should be a slam dunk number two, but we're going with the guy that what? And Jalen Hurts has been a starter for. Basically two, two and a half yeah. seasons, tops. So, I mean, he got beat out in high school and in college by a freshman. 
What's your most intriguing team coming into this year? Not a team that you necessarily is going to, you think is going to go 17 and 0 or 0 and 17. Just what's your most intriguing team that you just can't figure them out for the life of you? You don't know if they're going to be 5 and 12 or 12 and 5 or something like that. Let, let's tease that and save it for next time. Okay. Okay. Because I actually have a list here of three teams that I can't figure really? out. Really? You three. just go back and forth on them, huh? Three. And I, and I, and I feel like I've got a good handle on most of the other 29. But I can't figure out if they might be pretty good or they might be terrible. So yeah. let, but let me get this one tweet in here from okay, Nature right, Boy. Right. If Stafford was really hurt, Nature Boy writes, I would think there'd be a whole lot more buzz from other players on the team. Maybe that's just me. Well, it's nothing they've dealt with before, right? They're learning the uh, – they're navigating through the process. So it's something they've never seen before. That That's going to give me concern, no doubt about that. I, I like the way he's thinking – but keep in mind, you're also dealing in a situation that, you know, the whole team doesn't work together all the time. So, you know, you might say, well, what about a corner that, you know, Jalen Ramsey sees something, he'd be talking about it. But, you know, maybe he's not always working against Matt Stafford. You know, his wide receivers outside of what Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson haven't talked much. This preseason, or at least in, in my, I haven't heard much from them this year. Know, how are they going to know Stafford's hurt when he's driving a golf cart around? I mean, my goodness, it's not like he's working real hard right now, you know? Sailing passes high <laughs> and wide or whatever it might be. But I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a fascinating conversation because we don't know what's going on. Sean McVay makes it seem like he doesn't know what's going on, but yet... They still plan on him being ready for opening day. He makes it. He makes it a lot more concerning uh, than I would have made it. That's for damn sure. I'm. 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 I'm concerned more just listening to McVeigh than I would have been if nobody said anything. All right. When we come back, let's dive into the question Arnie asks. There's three teams that I can't figure out right now, and I know because he's the stinking genius. He's got everything figured out. So I'll pose it in front of him next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's roll. Starting to plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. 
Arnie's picks, though, the segment has been totally imploded because Arnie says he's going to change his picks during the week. No, 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 no. I'm only going to change it if, if, if like, something crazy happens. The lines are going to pretty much stay the same. I, I just can't change the lines okay. on that. So Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But do we set a drop-dead time on this, Danny, where we need to – obviously kickoff, right? But you have to well, make gonna, this I'm, public I'm gonna give you in the some picks. way. I'm going to give you the picks tonight, and it's pretty much gonna, what I'm going to give you tonight is what we're going to be going on. Okay. Yeah. And you're 0-1. I'm 0-1. So okay. You're not trying to get out of this or no, weasel not out to, of it. I have nine winners tonight. Yeah. So, Arnie, if you try to weasel out of one more of your picks, we're going to play <laughs> clown music in the back oh, of your segment. <laughs> oh, we used to do that anyway. You guys used to do that years ago. Mm. I don't know about that. I think everyone, we're supportive of you and your obsession no, no, to not. pick games but not gamble on them. You were texting I, me during the game. You were feeling good that I was losing. I did not text you once during the game. I, I watched this as a fan and didn't do anything. Now I replied to you like, oh, this is BS. You said that Derek, yeah, the Raiders didn't play anyone either. You act like Derek Carr and Devontae Adams trotted out there and played because Josh Jacobs got a few Did Jacobs play the whole game? I don't know. Did he play the whole game? You of <laughs> Played one or two series. Played two series. Uh, yeah, two two series. It was like, After it, reading Twitter, you would have thought he played the whole oh, game. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. Thank you for bringing that up real yeah, quick before. Yeah. I hit three teams and I'm confused by I have a fourth in here too. You would have thought that that Josh Jacobs was was left to carry the ball 30 times yeah. in a driving thunderstorm like Billy Cole in the last Boy Scout or something. It did. I mean, it my gosh, people, it. I forgot how unbearable NFL Twitter was. You're, uh, when Twitter first started, it was great. It, it, and I heard someone say this once. It's like having a watch party at your house, but nobody's getting your couch dirty. No one's eating all your food and drinking all your beer. It was great. Had a few. Now all of a sudden, it's it's just it's it's a waste. A lot of people bet Jacksonville. I assume then, huh? Oh my gosh, it was enraging. But not as enraging as trying to figure out these three teams. All right, you yeah. ready? Yeah, go ahead. Help me out here, since you know all. Yes. All right, three teams but that I can't figure out. I just want you to know, when I was going to give you my teams, I'm like, there's really nobody I'm confused of. I'm pretty much of set on not. everything. Yeah, of course not. I'm pretty, I know if a team's going to be good, bad, or indifferent. So go ahead, you tell me. Well, but see, okay, define good, right? I mean, define bad. I mean, right, right, if, right. if you're 10-7 and seven and you miss the playoffs, is that a bad year? You're well, 10 it depends and seven. on who you are. If you're Jacksonville and you're 10-7 and seven and you miss the playoffs, that's still a good year. But I guess it depends on who you are. Right. If you're 9-8, and eight, I mean, you're over 500, but if, is that a bad year? So, And now that, I mean, Chris Collinsworth, what did he say the other night? 15 teams from the AFC can make the Super Bowl. I mean, I got pretty fired up by that. Um, and the Raiders were included in that. But here's three teams I can't figure out. I can't figure out New Orleans. Are they good or are they bad? Because Jameis Winston, right, number one pick in the draft not too terribly long ago, had a pretty nice start last year before he got hurt. Dennis Allen takes over as the head coach. They trade back into the first round last draft. I almost said last year, but last draft. And they end up getting a receiver. We all kind of thought it might be for a quarterback, but they get one of the best receivers on the board in Chris Olave, and they get Trevor Pennington, the big offensive tackle. They were kind of quite in offseason moves. And listen, I've, I've done the, the Dennis Allen thing as a head coach, and even though I have played golf with Dennis Allen before, I, I don't know how I feel about round two for him. 
Uh, so you got Olave. Maybe Michael Thomas is healthy Whatever again. happened to that guy? Jeez, man. Whatever happened to the greatness of Michael Thomas? Oh, my God. I was just having this conversation with Jeff Schwartz yesterday here on Fox Sports Radio. Remember, oh, first pick in every fantasy draft. He's incredible, and he gets the ankle injury. And then I don't know if he had a falling out with Sean Payton or what, but he's apparently back. They bring in Jarvis Landry. Is Alvin Kamara going to be suspended? If Jameis can go, you know who the backup quarterback is in New Orleans now, don't you? It's Andy Dalton. Dalton, yeah, Andy right. Dalton. They've got a good defense. They've got Cam you Jordan. Know, Marcus Davenport is on the pup list right now. They bring in Tyron Matthew. I mean, I, it sounds like they could be good, but yeah, I but don't you're, know. You're answering your own question, right? If you have to go ahead and question if the Saints are going to be good, and then you look in that division where you know you're going to be better than probably Atlanta, and you're going to be better than Carolina, and you still can't figure out if they're going to have a good season, then they're probably not that good of a team because that. That's not a hard division at all. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, it's not like Tampa is world beaters. They're so beatable out there. Obviously, they're you know one of the NFC favorites. But when you're questioning how good the Saints are in an easy division, chances are maybe they're not as good as you're thinking they are. But what has New Orleans constantly done against Tampa? They've won. Right. They've won seven of the last eight games they've had against Tampa. So far this year. In fact, the only loss they had at Tampa was in the playoffs mm. since 2018. So, I, I mean, again, you might be like, oh, yeah, they're you, a joke, but they've dominated Tampa. You know what's crazy is have you seen the Saints schedule too? I, I don't know if you could make it any easier on them. That's the what first, I'm like, saying. Yeah, through like the first four or five games, they, they play at Atlanta, then Tampa, obviously. At home. A tough one. At home. The, yes, but then at Carolina, Minnesota at home. Um, Seattle at home, Cincinnati at home. Do they play on the road ever? Uh, at Carolina, at Arizona, at Arizona, and then the Raiders at home and the Ravens at home. Yeah. That is that's got to be one of the easiest schedules in the NFL for for the first half. I mean, you're looking at what five, six, seven, eight games where you could easily say six and two, five and three is a yeah. reality. Hell, I'm betting bad. on the okay. over on them. You just talked me into it. I'm betting the over. <laughs> well, don't get I'm betting the over. With them. All right, so I can't figure out New Orleans. Here's another one. Yeah. Indianapolis. And here's okay. part of the problem with the Colts. Number one, one of my best friends is a Colts fan. So whatever he says goes. But number two, I keep getting told every offseason – how incredible their roster is. I'm not alone. Right. You guys know it. You hear it, right? Oh, Chris Ballard's so incredible. How can you be incredible when you can't figure out your quarterback position? Yes, I love Jonathan Taylor. Yes, I understand Michael Pittman had a great breakout rookie year. Sure, their offensive line is finally figured out with, with Quinn Nelson and, and Ryan Kelly at center, but they have a quarterback this year. So you're buying into Matt Ryan was yes, more 100%. about what wasn't around him in Atlanta, not that he's aging? 100% okay. I'm buying into Matt Ryan. That's why when you said they don't know their quarterback situation. No, I, I, no, I, I didn't say that. They haven't figured out their quarterback oh. situation post-Andrew Luck. Well, I well, yeah, that may be true, but I, I like what they have this year. And, you know, if Taylor's 100% healthy and um, plays every game, I you know, they'll – They'll be like a nine and eight, ten and seven team. What what were they last year? And then they they lost their last two games to get knocked out of the playoffs, right? Well, they they could they could have lost one. Yeah, they could have won the second one and still made the playoffs yeah, and last that was year. To Jacksonville or something. To that. They they lost to the Raiders and they lost to Jacksonville last year. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, and they finished nine and eight. Uh, had they had they beaten Jacksonville, then the Raiders Chargers game would have been for the playoffs. Not that situation where both teams tie. If they tie, both teams can make the playoffs. No, no, the, the Colts almost set that up where the Raiders could have lost in the last week of the season and still made the playoffs. But again, year after year, Arnie, I'm told how great they are. And it, and it hasn't materialized post Andrew Luck. So m- maybe this is it. If you're buying, if you're buying into Matt Ryan, I have no reason not to, but I'll tell you what's fascinating. They lose their defensive coordinator to Chicago. They bring in Gus Bradley and they brought some dudes in, right? He's no longer Darius Leonard. Call him Shaquille Yannick Ngakwe. They get him for the Raiders in exchange for Rocky sin. And they fill Rocky sins position at corner with Stefan Gilmore. Not too shabby, right? No, but you know, again, you, you, I'll go back to what we said about the saints. If you have to question how good the Colts are and perhaps maybe one of the easiest divisions, because you know, you're going to be better than the Texans. Jaguars will be improved, but you should be better than them. And who knows if the Titans will take a step backwards. Um, just by subtraction, the Colts should be a better team. 2-0 and to start the season at Houston at Jacksonville. But then they got home games against Kansas City and Tennessee before traveling to Denver. They played Jacksonville twice in the first six weeks of the regular Oof. season for Indianapolis. All right. Wow. Listen, I don't want to get too far behind the clock, and I want Dan Byer to finally get home. So I'll hit my other <laughs> two teams, and I want to get yours as well, Arnie, even though you've got a handle on the whole NFL. Yes, I but do. But one final time tonight, Dan Byer in the house to get us caught up on everything going on in the world of sports. What's going on, Dan? Guys, here's a little taste of the NFL as you're talking about it. Josh Jacobs getting those carries on Thursday night. Then the rumors start circulating that maybe it was a showcase as the Raiders were looking to shop the running back. NFL Network says that is not the case. NFL Network also reporting that, uh, well, this is kind of obvious right now. No clear trade partner for Niners quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. NFL Shocking. Network also says Bears wide receiver Nikhil Harry suffered a high ankle sprain in training camp yesterday, and he'll need to see a specialist. Chiefs cut corner DeAndre Baker, who was the Giants' first-round pick in 2019. Browns running back Kareem Hunt requested a trade from the team, but the team will not grant that request, according to ESPN. College football note, Oklahoma's assistant head coach and receivers coach Cale Gundy stepping down from his position. In a lengthy statement, Gundy said that he used a word during a team film session yesterday or this last week that no one should ever have uttered. Gundy says that he was reading from the tablet of a player who was not paying attention and didn't realize what he was reading at the time and when he said the word. But again, Kale Gundy stepping down at OU. 20-year-old South Korean Tom Kim won the Wyndham Championship on the PGA Tour. Found around 61 in Greensboro as the PGA Tour's regular season is now over. Kevin Harvick, the winner at Michigan International Speedway and Sunday in baseball. Dodgers now winners of their last eight, beating the Padres 4-0. Cardinals have won seven straight, beating the Yankees 12-9. Jacob deGrom retired the first 17 batters he faced, struck out 12 and 5 and two-thirds. Mets topped the Braves 5-2. Giants won in Oakland 6-4. Jesse Winker a grand slam for the Mariners in a 6-3 win against the Angels. Blue Jays topped the Twins 3-2 in 10. Guys, back to you. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Have yes. a great week, buddy. You really too. was Thanks, great guys. having you it was in tonight, fun. man. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks. It. Absolutely. Stand by or, or everyday Dan. I had everyday Eddie <laughs> yesterday when I was filling in too. I love it. All right. So I mentioned uh, New Orleans and Indy. By the way, Emmett, the blind Seahawks fan, actually with you on Matt Ryan. Emmett writes, I actually agree with the stinking genius. Matt Ryan is going to be an upgrade over Wentz. 
Ryan has been stuck with a bad Falcons roster. Now he gets the second best running back, a good defense, and an awesome offensive yeah, line. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you were giving up on Matt Ryan. Well, I could understand that he is getting older and he didn't have some good years uh, at the end there in Atlanta. But uh, look how bad Atlanta was. So I'm not giving up on him. I'm curious, right? I've, I've, I'm a firm believer. He's 37. I, I Post 35 is when I start to panic a little bit on a quarterback because right. – not everyone is Tom Brady, but I mean, this is a guy that's only, I see a few years removed six seasons ago was the MVP. Not like the comeback player of the year, not the often the MVP of the league. He led a team to the Super Bowl. So since that Super Bowl win, they, they've gone downhill, but his numbers haven't been terrible. So I'm not out on him. I'm intrigued. How's that? Right, right, right. Now, this um, next team is all yeah. – well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I just had one team that's bothering the hell out of me because I don't want them to be good. Um, I thought they'd be like a 500 team, but everybody keeps telling me how great they are. Um, and that's your Raiders because, oh, I mean, come on now. Look what they've done in the offseason. Look at that division, too. And, uh, you know, Kansas City losing Tyree Kill. The Raiders are going to win that division. And between you and Danny G, it kind of makes me sick, and I don't want them to be good. But now I'm starting to think they could be like a 12-win team this year. You, you, you basically say that Tyree Kill going to Miami has made them a Super Bowl contender. So why wouldn't anyone think – that Tyree Kill leaving Kansas City would hurt them. Unless I do think I do think it's going to hurt them okay. a lot more than. Then why Kansas would you City. mock it? That's what I don't get. <laughs> it's because you're an a hole, but that's fine. We've accepted that. Um, why the Raiders are hard to figure out because they haven't been good. I mean, they were they were. A, well, I think it's fair to say they were a fairly lucky team last year, and they got a few breaks that went their way, but. They haven't been good since 16. Now, suddenly, if they can figure out the right side of their offensive line, got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, a couple of veterans came in, Keenan Cole, and, and uh, who am I leaving out? Uh, Allen Robinson came in at receiver. You got Darren yeah, Demarcus Waller, Robinson. And, Demarcus, sorry. Yes, sorry, yes, sorry. and also Matt Collins. I don't know who that is. Oh, that's number 10. <laughs> yes. That's a receiver from Miami. That's right. Defense is better. You got cover corners and Rocky Sin and Nate Hobbs, Trayvon Mullen trying to get healthy. You got a new defensive coordinator and Patrick Graham, who was almost the head coach at Minnesota, which I'll get to in a second. But I, th there's a lot of reason for excitement. And by God, Arnie, Raider fans are loud and proud, and they'll let you know. And I think that's part of it, too, is yeah, but everyone wanted Derek Carr and Devontae Adams to team up, and they have. Right, right. But also, you're playing in the hardest division in football, too. Well, so. we think it is. It isn't. It takes two injuries for it not to be right. right. Mahomes goes down. Herbert goes down. It sounds great on paper right now, but by the end of the season, you know, a couple injuries here or there, and suddenly well, the the AFC West looks like the NFC South. Give me, give me the Denver Broncos, Deb. Is that's another team? I, I mean, everybody loves them. Oh my God! It's the greatest roster ever assembled. Well, right, because all of Russell Wilson. Quarterback. It's all of a sudden, yeah. Oh, you, you get a aging Russell Wilson, and you're the best thing since sliced bread. I'm like, well, I. You know, how many other moves did they make? I mean, were they really on the brink of, you know, taking over the division last year? I don't think so. So I, I don't understand how all of a sudden they became like, a, you know, a, one of the teams to make a run in the, at the AFC championship. Denver reminds me a lot of USC in college football, Ooh. where they made one move and everyone thinks it was the greatest thing that ever happened. In reality, it might be kind of meh. Listen, Denver's got a really nice roster. They right? could be I worse mean, than you see. That's they could be like a, a five and twelve team, to be honest with you. But I don't see, you know, I don't think people are seeing that. Well, no, of course not, because for some reason, 
you got people that drink that orange and blue Kool-Aid and all of a sudden they're the greatest thing ever. I mean, it's, it's, it's very frightening to see how every off season they're like Texas. They're like USC. They do one thing in the off season and suddenly it's the greatest thing that anyone I mean, has ever seen. It was a big move. There's no doubt about it. It sure. was a monster move, but you know, how many more wins are they going to get because of it though? I love Javante Williams though. If their offensive line continues to, uh, be as solid as they've been, then look right. out. You know, they, they've got a chance. But I don't have Denver on my list, Arnie. Okay. I have Minnesota. And I that's was thinking not, about Minnesota, too, also. Yeah, yeah, that's not kissing up to the boss, maybe. It is, but, it is. But, go ahead. but think about it. Green Bay doesn't have Devontae Adams anymore, right? right? And we noticed that Aaron Rodgers can be a bit flaky. Yep. And everyone, I mean, that we're in the, wow, Aaron Rodgers and this guy have a great connection. But, I mean, literally, this guy isn't going to be ready for the season. But then suddenly you look at Minnesota and you think, huh, all right, hate Kirk Cousins all you want, but he's got some dudes, right? Adam Thielen's a dude. Uh, Justin Jefferson is a dude. KJ Osborne's a dude. They've got a solid offensive line. They've invested in their offensive line. And Chris, They've got Dalvin there, Cook if he's healthy. Right, and wasn't there bad luck last year losing like on the last or losing leads in the fourth quarter or something crazy like that or what? Yeah, they they had bad luck all season. Now, some would say that was uh, more Mike Zimmer and kind of his right, uh, right. poor coaching that started to somehow fall completely by the wayside. I mean, Arnie, they were they were one and three, mm. and every single loss was by a field goal, uh, by a touchdown or less. They lost in overtime to Cincinnati whenever they had a really bad fumble that. call. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really, I'm, I'm breaking it down for you. Yeah, Hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. They had a really bad fumble call in overtime. Yep, that's they right, missed that's a chip right. shot field goal against Arizona, um, and they should have easily been 3-0, and and then kind of the bottom just fell out for them last year. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. There was a couple of chances to, to salt the weight games. I remember the, uh, the fumble, right, the really bad fumble. Um, that, Alvin that, Cook against Cincinnati, you know, yeah. I mean, there was some really just some hard luck. So, I mean, that doesn't mean that you're going to be better, but you, you look at those games and, I mean, th- th- those games right there could make make or break a season just by losing two or three games like that, you know? They only had one game that they lost by more than a touchdown. Oh, geez. And that was week 17 against Green Bay when Kirk Cousins, either he didn't play or he got hurt. So, I mean – I, I just there's something about him. New head coach, new energy, new attitude. I like Kevin O'Connell. I like bringing in Ed Donatel to run their defense, even though you don't care about defensive coordinators. So I'm kind of intrigued by by Minnesota a little bit. Do you hear that? What's that? I think that's the boss calling you, asking if you want to take over Colin Cowardship. <laughs> because I like Minnesota. <laughs> well, let me pander to you here a little bit and your other team. What about the Giants? You know, I, I know that everyone's kind of dogging on Danny Dimes, and understandably yes. so. Of course. But you've of course. got a quarterback whisper in Brian Dayball who comes over after he turned around Josh Allen. Look at Josh Allen's first couple of seasons, okay? It took him a minute to get here. Right. You bring in a guy in Wink Martindale to run that defense that even though you're replacing Patrick Graham, pretty damn good. And they've been really good on trying to build their offensive line, Arnie. I don't know if you should hit your wagon to the Dolphins or the Giants, but I really no, like the no, Giants stop this it. year. No, they're, that's night and day. No, I'm not liking the Giants. I won't like the Giants this year. They're the oh, worst boy. team in that division. Oh, no. Um, no, they're, they're, they just don't do it for me. Again, they're going to have another bad year. And I've got a curious to see what kind of year Saquon Barkley's going to have, too. You're talking about a guy that really needs to have a pretty good year. He needs to bounce back. Otherwise, he's going to be in the bus situation so 
Um, oh. I want to, and also, one other team I want to bring up real quick: Chicago Bears. They should have been a better team than they have been over the last couple of years. If I was a Bears fan, I'd be pretty upset over the last year, couple of years. So you're saying right now, on this seventh day of August, year of our Lord, 2022, that at the midseason point of uh, of the NFL season. If the Giants have a better record than the Dolphins, you're not jumping on board. You will not do it. I'll quit my job. Danny marked the tape. All I, right, did, we... I looked at the Dolphins' schedule after the first four games. It, it, it's pretty much Patsy City. Again. I think like North Texas is on the schedule, The too. midway point of the season is is a little after nine games, so you're saying that if the Giants have a better record than the Dolphins, you'll quit your job? Yeah. Have you looked at the Giants' schedule at all? Don't need to. I know the Dolphins are easy after the first four after the first four. All right, when we come back, we'll put a wrap on it with your tweets next here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Final segment for us, Big Ben, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks to Danny G, as always. If you missed any of Matt Verderam or Todd Furman, it's available on the podcast page. Simply search Fox Sports Radio Weekends, however you consume podcasts. Might I suggest iHeartRadio, and we'll be right there. First one up. Uh, great job by Bobo, as always, in the wheels of steel. Dan Beyer in for Steve DeSager tonight, and as always, the millions and millions of editors behind the scenes making it all possible. All right, uh, you said you have like nine picks, so are nine you ready picks. to go? Oh, I'm, oh, oh, am I ready to go? Yeah, am I ready to go? For one week, you should be. So take it away, stinking genius. Okay, none of this just one game baloney. You understand that? Put me in the mood. Give me some music. Um, now I get a whole bunch of games to pick from. The best of the best. I get to go to the Vegas buffet and pick out my favorite stuff. I don't eat the salad and the tomatoes and stuff like that. I go straight to the meat and potatoes. That's what I'm doing. Let's go to Thursday's game. The Giants are taking on the Patriots. The Giants were a two-point dog. Now they're the favorite by one and a half in New England. New England not playing anybody. Whoa, I whoa, mean, Arnie, Arnie, Arnie. New England's playing people. No, they're not. I'm just trying to help you out. Go ahead. I think you're trying to trip me up. 
No, no, no. They, I mean, it's Bill Belichick. He always plays guys in the preseason. Have no, you heard him not, say they're not playing anyone? Yeah, I don't think they're playing anybody of significance, and that's why that's why the Giants have changed uh, in three and a half uh, mm-hmm. points in the spread mm-hmm. there. Okay. I'm taking the Giants minus one and a half over New England. Right? The Titans are taking on the Ravens. We know what the Ravens do in the preseason, don't we? We know it's no Lamar Jackson, but that's okay. Give me the Ravens minus three and a half against the Titans. Now, I think it's four now. Give me them minus the three and a half against the Titans. It's four. The current odds at scores and odds right now is minus four. But when we started, before we started the show, right, when we started the show was three and a half. I'm looking at it right now. It says minus four. Are you taking a minus four? Or are you making up your odds on this? All right, I'll do minus four. Oh, my goodness. We're going right. to hold you to this. If you're Mr. I'm, I'm going to call you in Vegas. All right, let's let's go to Friday, please. All right, because we're going to run out of time. We're going to take the Lions plus two and a half against Atlanta. Um, I think that's absolutely stealing. Atlanta's going to actually, you know, they're going to put an effort out there, but the Lions are the play here. So give me the Lions plus the two and a half. I know Jacksonville looked bad against Vegas. That doesn't bother me. They get the most improvement from game one to game two. Give me Jacksonville minus, and they're a favorite in this one, one and a half. You know Deshaun Watson could play in this. Give me Jacksonville minus the one and a half against Cleveland. Let's get to Saturday's game real quick. I know the Bears are playing the win, and they're playing a lot of people. I don't like the way three and a half against Kansas City, but I'll do it. Give me Chicago minus the three and a half. I'm going to be all over the Bills minus one and a half at home against the Colts. Give me my Dolphins minus the one against Tampa. I'll take Denver minus two and a half against the Cowboys, and give me Carolina. Oh, I love that's my darling team in the play in the uh, preseason. I love me some Carolina plus the three against Washington. I would have laid the three, but give me Carolina plus the three. There you have my picks. Two of them as you please. No longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. So there oh, you go. Oh, clap! Thank clap, you. Clap, clap, Thank you. Clap. Yeah, would you go good. within the uh, Cowboys Broncos game? I went uh, with the Broncos. And minus two and a half. Yes, All minus right. two and a half. Yeah. So just to be clear, yeah. Giants minus one and a half. Yes. Ravens minus four. Yes. Lions plus two and a half. Yes, sir. Jags minus one and a half. Love them. Bears minus three and a half, even though they've been terrible in the preseason. Yeah, they've been, that's a little um, high, but that's okay. Bills minus one and a half. Miami yeah. minus one. Tua! Tua! Is he playing? I don't know. It doesn't make a difference. Carolina plus three and the Bengals are the Broncos no, minus two yeah. and a half. Don't don't make them up. Don't start making picks up for me. So well, I mean, literally, it's the Bengals are like the Bengals Cardinals are like the only game you didn't pick, or the Eagles and the Jets, which was a little bit surprising. So. I feel good. I I feel I should be going at least nine and zero. Okay. Um. Well, good luck. I hope you do. It's not luck. It's not luck. Are you going to be here next week or not? It's a 50-50 proposition right now. We'll have to find out tomorrow morning. Ooh. We'll find out when you do. I know that you're pre-planning. This is Why your do I get show. a feeling if I go 9-0, and you won't be here? Well, first of all, you're not going to go 9-0. and uh, If you go 9-0, and I'd be happy to be here because then we could paint it like you're just shooting all your shots here in the preseason. So <laughs> whenever it comes to the regular season, when it matters, and what's going to happen there? But I like one of your picks. I like the Ravens pick, and that's one really about it. Every single one of them kind of scares me, to be honest. Uh, Arnie, have a great week. You Enjoy too, yourself, man. You too. Have for a good Bobo, time. for Danny G, for Dan Beyer, that's the stinking genius. I'm see Chris Plank. We'll see you next Sunday night here on Fox Sports Radio. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free when you're an american express platinum card member don't be surprised if you say things like chef what course are we on i've, I've lost count or shoot that, shoot that. And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.